why not uh, firearm safety? Cool. Uh, the younger the better. You know, guns are an excellent tool. But we're going to follow these rules. And just firearms training is, is key. You know, if you're required to, if you are required to fill out that 10-day form or your background check, you should also be required to attend a class or um, some kind of educational course so you can obtain that firearm. Is he working? We're on our live too, right? Oh, now. hell yeah, dude. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Just taking the time to talk to some crazy ass fanboy from up north. Hi! I miss you guys, man. Hell yeah, dude. Let's go down. For you, my shout out to you this week is to Jason. My See? shout outs to Adam. I'm all about it, bro. Listen to this. This is a quick, funny story. Was, so my mom like, got her house remodeled. Her boyfriend moved in. They did it. Oh, she would tell me, she's like, ah, and then I went to the bathroom. Like, okay, well, this story just got off. But then I sat down on the toilet. We have a bidet. So, okay. Just, I didn't get out of there for 45 minutes. I'm like, what? <laughs> 45 minutes? You're like, man, man. You pulled out the hand. Like I said to Jason, I used to go here and like find China. Shit. I love you. Like cannonballs. <laughs> <laughs> the size of baby heads. Adam has Adam a beard. Is sponsored by Trail Boards and BoboSoul.com. I love you back, dude. Don't forget that. Right, the floor is yours, sir. Dude, you know there's so many cool things happening right now. You know we're moving into phase two, which is really exciting because that means what happens? Oh, my beloved sponsor, a refined man, Mishana Charbonneau, has now officially opened. A lot of like, remember we were talking about how they were, you know. Hey, present a plan, um, yeah. let them put it right back on them. I think that she took the plan that they gave her and just like, okay, here it is, people. We want to open, and here's what we have to do. I mean, talk, I'm talking like weird things. Like, you know, for example, they were talking about, they're talking about putting a, when they wash your hair, you know? Well, obviously, Jason, I don't know when the last time you got a haircut was, but me, look at, yeah. oh, I need one, brother. I need right. But uh, they, they wash your hair, right? They put your head in the back of that sink. And then now, instead of like not being without anything over your face, they put a towel over your face. Hmm. What is that? What is that? What's the next step? Waterboarding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm kidding. Know, barbers use warm towels all the time. 100%. 100%. So I you know what? Warm cool. towel action. Night-night. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's They're up to her to incorporate the plan into what she does. Like customize it, put something over their face. Hey, we do that anyway. Well, let's make it part of the plan. Hundred percent. So, I mean, she, you know, she. Uh, the brief conversation we had this morning was, you know, she's going to, you know, implement everything. And it, you know, you can't have guests. You can't have do this and that. Wait in your car when it's your time to come in. You come in. Um, I, I think we hit on this last time. It's like you know, just follow every precaution, and that's exactly what she's going to do to the T. You know what I mean? Yeah, she wants to. She wants to. She, I mean, she wants to open up. She she's willing to comply. And she and the questions I asked her, she's like, "Look, this is the deal. I have to do this, and then this is not only for the, your safety, but for our safety and for the state regulations." And so she's she's all about it, dude. So I'm like, you know what, dude? Yeah, I'm all about it too. She doesn't have any appointments until like June eighth, but or, I love it. And everybody everybody should know real quick that they can find the refined man at therefinedman.club or on Instagram at the refined man barbershop. Hey, I made a note for you, Shauna, so we'll never get it wrong again. <laughs> never get it wrong, man. Never get it wrong. Right. We have so many cool things to talk about today, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, of course we're real thankful for our sponsors. You know, I'm not gonna not gonna bypass that by any means, but you know, trail boards, you, know, you can find them on Instagram, trail boards, skate shop, 
bohosoul.com, very near and dear to my heart. Miss Lolo, I love you, Miss Lolo. Thank you so much for everything you do. The boho um, you're amazing. Uh, bohosoul.com. Yeah. Uh, on Instagrams at the boho soul. Of course, <laughs> we were to mention our uh, refined man. You know, gotta you know, gotta give love to Miss Shauna, Miss Debbie, and Mister Tyler. If you're an Olympia, the refined man. That's right. I'm gonna come down and get a haircut, get a shave, a uh, straight razor shave, hot towel treatment, and you know all the goodies. Yeah, Do a special shout out real quick. My my my, my shout out to one of my nieces, uh, Kazaya. I love you, baby girl. Uh, thank you for listening to the show. And my cousin Jesse. Thank you, sir. Yay. So, buddy, let's get into some shit, dude. I mean, because God dang, dude, there's so much shit. I mean, you were talking about this 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 story. I mean, there's so much tragedy happening right now in the United States, around the world. I mean, honestly, I mean, it's never ending around the world. But right here at home, I mean, you have injustice everywhere, man. I mean, well, have people lost their mind? Do you think they're just, you know, frustrated? Do you think they're just being scared and then just lashing out at the first person they see? you think that, you know... It did, I think it's interesting after... Because last, last episode, we were talking about how police are misjudged for their actions. And right. I was saying, at some point, at some point it goes from detaining to abusing and that's what we have to look at and i so i was curious about your perspective because i saw that as a moment to let him up and it, it went past detaining to me and i was wondering how you saw that i think that you know there's a couple of different videos out there and i watched all of them before i could even I don't, i'm not gonna say by any means it's not an educated um, guess or anything like that but i mean i saw personally myself i saw the man you know, getting, he was in the vehicle. Um, they start getting rough with you or with him. And then they pulled, yanked him out. The other guy came from around the side and then they kind of just pulled him out and he kind of just stood there and he, you know, got cuffed. They put him against the wall. They talked to him. They brought him back again. And whatever happened off camera that you cannot see, I mean, they just got, they just got vicious with them, man. You mean, okay. dude, there was, you know, I, there was four people, four of those cops. One of them was standing there just watching. You know what I mean? Okay. I haven't watched the video. It, I've seen little highlights here and there, but I just, I don't know. I don't, it makes dude, sense. It's, it's harsh, dude. It's yeah. harsh. And what got me was, you know, there was a, a one part where he's, you know, he, he obviously he says, you can't breathe. You can't breathe, you know, my neck. And he just, and then when he called out for his mom, dude, fucking oh, tears, bro that's where i saw in the news and it me it just it killed me that, dude that's why i added it in the note because not because we had talked about it last week but because holy cow it made me feel something george floyd you know rest in peace george floyd i mean you know it, it's, it's just one of those hard situations i couldn't even it's hard to watch it's hard to understand but it's happening you know this is the 21st century why can't we just move past the racism why can't we put, move past judgment um, of other people without, you know, thinking, you know, they, these, these three, four cops, you know, make the rest of the police departments, the rest of the rest of the police force, make them look horrible. They're already dealing with so much bullshit from everybody, from, from the governments, you know, from everybody above them, from the people, from, from everyone, you know, well, and I, then, I think the police's response to things like this makes them look good or bad. Honestly, it's his, it's his peers that should be standing up going, dude, it's that guy that was standing there should, that should be, should be going, Hey, I hear him crying. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. 
Yeah. And that's, that's the problem. So how, how do the people, how do his peers that weren't there stand up and say, you know what, this was wrong or huh? do they, do they, you know, create the blue line and, and defend it? I don't know. I think it's indefensible. I a hundred percent. I agree. A hundred percent. You're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You got to protect your people out there that when you're, when you're out there doing your job, you know, as a police officer for emergency responder, first responder, whatever you want to call it, whatever the position you want to call it, you have to defend each other. You have to protect each other because out there in the field, that's all you got. That's the only. Don't you think that you have to protect your, the other person from making mistakes like this? I mean, hundred percent, hundred percent. You got to hold them accountable. Well, I don't, you, you have to, in the moment, like if your coworker is about to walk into traffic, don't you grab their shoulder and hold them back? hundred percent. I mean, so somebody failed. I mean, maybe this guy was still in the moment. We can't, I mean, to, you know, the rage and the adrenaline that he must've felt, but somebody had to be a calm presence to say, this is going too far. This is going too far. Yeah. Somebody should have stepped up in that moment right then and there and then done exactly that. I mean, it, it's, it just makes those, those people look horrible. Now they don't have their job. You know, you have people posted outside their houses and I mean, their, their addresses are all over I mean, the internet, you, I mean, you look all over Facebook, all over, you know, whatever, whatever media you look at, the, the addresses are there. Yeah, but that's, that's cause and effect, isn't it? It's, you can do something, but you can't predict the effect of it. And I don't know if this guy even thought about that. You know what I mean? 100%, dude, 100%. Somebody should have. And I like the problem. The thing what I like about us is that while we're talking about something major that happened, we're trying to think past that to like, what would the solution have been? You know what I mean? So that when it happens again, somebody, the fourth cop could go and listen. (laughs) You know what I mean? This is a tragedy, but can we learn from this instead of just blaming, you know? Yeah, 100%, man. I mean... It's, it's a ridiculous situation to be in in the first place. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what he did to get pulled over in the first place. I don't, I don't know why these cops acted the way they did. I just, it's just, it's so frustrating, man. I mean, it, it's going to take a massive rebellion, a massive revolution, a big giant people bomb to drop on, on the war, on, on the nation for, for everybody to wake up and see that all these injustices, all these, these cruelties, all these, these mistreatment of fellow man is just like not going to end well. I mean, what do you want? You're going to, you're going to, you know, you're going to take gasoline, obviously, and throw it right on that fire of, of, of us people that there are already, you know, dealing with the pandemic or a pandemic or a mm-hmm. whatever it is, whatever you want to classify it as. We're already dealing with this. People are already scared. People are already, you know, really apprehensive of other people. Now you want to throw in, Let's throw in some injustice. Let's throw in some cruelty. Let's throw in some mistreatment of fellow man. And let's see what happens. And, and you know, that end result is not going to be good because there's going to be a lot of, a lot of you, <laughs> people are going to be, they want blood. You know what I mean? They killed a man. They killed a man. Yeah, but it's more than that, isn't it? They keep saying that it's more than that. And it's just like, what I say is that you don't know who somebody is if they do something, but if they do two things, you start to form a, an opinion of the, where the timeline is going. Right. And I think that's the problem. This was bad. And what came before it, that was bad. And what came before that, it was bad. And for them, it's not being downgraded to less bad. It's, it's 
More bad. <laughs> more bad than pulling a guy out in the 60s and lynching him. You know yeah. what I mean? I think in the longer term, it's less bad. But in our lifetime, it's more bad. And so if the line is, is curving up now, that's scary. That's scary. And it's scary because it's scary because it starts there. But when they run out of there, they need a new bottom. And who's the new bottom? And then when, it, when, when that's eradicated, who's the new bottom? And honestly, it isn't predicting it. It's going to be poor people of every color. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's, why, that's why I should be sticking up for, for George Floyd just as much as you should be sticking up for George Floyd, you know? Yeah, 100%, man. I mean, I, 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 I want to side with the police officers because I always, you know, that, that, that blue line, you know, I do support that blue line, you know? You know, our, our, our next possible governor could be, you know, is a, is a blue, you know what I mean? And he's, it, it's frustrating though. I mean, these actions just kind of wanted to deter you, you know, a little, little, a uh, little sketchy, but I don't know, man. I just don't think it's, you know, we all know it's not right. We all, we all want, we all want change, but none of us can change because these, these people are telling us, you know, we can we can say this we can't say that you can do this whoa you better slow down you cannot do that you know come on it's just a it's a frustrating endless circle <laughs> you know i agree i, I just I, I don't know man but it, it that's definitely one one thing i did really want to talk about for sure because i think i think that it's important to realize that we should be standing up for them because at some point we're going to need them to stand up for us and, and that's, that's it's part of that conversation we were having in which it the people like move on and indivisible and march for our lives there's some amazing people emma gonzalez is one of my role models i would love to talk to her she's from march for your lives right Parkland. Right. and she's amazing and we have like a thousand of those amazing people whereas they just have trump and if our thousand amazing people can't formulate into one, if they can't funnel up to, into one voice and unify, that's not, that's not the Democrat or Republicans fault. You know, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. At that point where, where we are confident in our groups, our groups are strong, our messages are strong, but we have to go, we have to make that cohesive with other groups. We've got to unify somehow. Yeah. And I'm hoping it doesn't take another, another life or another sacrificial person, you know, to, to bring that unification together, you know? What do you think about that, dude? Give me your thoughts on that, man. It's such a brutal, man, brutal it's, thing. Uh, it's pretty disturbing, unfortunately, you know, uh, coming from a law enforcement background uh, and seeing that in the news, just seeing just a human being put in that situation where, uh, you know, there's a loss of life like that. That's, it doesn't matter what, what profession it is, but unfortunately, you know, law enforcement is there to serve and protect uh, the community. And that's not what happened at all. I mean, it just, I, I'm not sure how it escalated to the point where uh, you're standing on somebody's neck and uh, for 10 minutes, you know, with your knee, uh, 200 plus pound guy, full kitted, uh, police officer and then you got three yahoos just standing around and uh, there's quite a large crowd uh, don't know how many people but they're they're you know they're they're 
uh, and they're having their input and their displeasure of, Hey, you know, something's wrong. Uh, you know, he's saying, Hey, help. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Uh, Mm. at at some point as a human being, you have to say something's wrong here. So something's wrong. You know, he's handcuffed. He's on the ground chest into the ground for 10 minutes with a uh, full size guy on his neck. That that's, there's, I don't believe there's any policy. I don't, I don't know Minneapolis or Minnesota's policy or training, uh, but that's, that's a no go, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, you can, you could just be sitting or, uh, kneeling on a guy's back and have him, you know, just down on the floor and you can have a asphyxiation and stuff. You can, you can just, you can, uh, die from that, you know? So having it on your neck and then on the ground, multiple people, you know, multiple cops, uh, you know, uh, as a cop that is there, you, you got to say, Hey man, you know, something's wrong. You know, if he's saying he can't breathe, he's, he's detained in handcuffs. Where's the threat? Yeah. What is the threat at that point? It, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It absolutely does not matter what happened prior to this. You know, um, I've heard that they had come in, um, or the, uh, store he was in, suspected him of forgery of a bad check or something along those lines, which is uh, in itself a a very nonviolent crime. Um, So uh, whatever transpired from whenever the police came and uh, to the shop until he was on the ground, you know, uh, there's speculation that there's some uh, CCTV video out there, stuff like that. I'd sure like to see what happened, but I'll send you the link later, buddy. You know, again, it, it does not matter. It, it absolutely does not matter. You know, once he's detained in handcuffs, he needs to be brought up to his feet in a controlled position, uh, placed in the cop car. Um, if he's having some medical issues, whatever, uh, EMS needs to be there as well. Um, yeah. EMS came to the scene. Uh, you know, late? It's, it's interesting. I've had a couple of friends, like, you know, ask, how how did they get there how, who who called them right you know um and uh it's it's just it's sad it's just it actually it it pisses me off really you know yeah. um you imagine know. how everybody else feels i mean you got you know <clears throat> for i was telling jason that growing up was always been it's always been the mexicans and the, and and the blacks always together the blacks. I hate that term too. You know what I mean? But growing up, we didn't know any different. We didn't know that we were all going to be by ourselves, you know, for all this, you know, then all of a sudden, you know, the next, next big thing that happened for us that we were aware of at the time that we weren't, you know, raised up with history, knowing Watts and we didn't know all those riots, but Rodney King happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we got those, that massive explosion of, of inhuman rights happening. And then to see this go down, we're all aware, we're all awake, and it's it's just another spark, you know, another another massive fire that we're going to have to deal with. You know what I mean? Now, whether it be, you know, whether it be rioting, which I hope does not come to that, because that's just a, you know a mindless mindless destruction of property, a mindless you know of our community. I hope it doesn't come to that, but 
what's it going to take for everybody to open their eyes? You know, whether it be the, the few law enforcement, because I cannot say all law enforcement are like that. The few law enforcement position and power, the few people who, who can make a difference are just completely blind because of whatever color, because of race, creed, it doesn't matter. What do you think it's going to take? What, what will it take? Do you think it'll be a revolution, a big, massive fire like that? You know, uh, just kind of watching the news and browsing the internet and stuff. Uh, there's, uh, there's a huge civil unrest in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, you know, uh, Los Angeles um, from this event. Uh, you know, businesses are being destroyed. Um, yeah. You know, it, 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 this is a thing that affects the community. People need to be pissed off, but to a certain point, well, why destroy the businesses? Why, you know, you have uh, small town home businesses that people, you know, made their livelihoods on and here the community is pissed off and they, they destroy them, you know? Yeah. Uh, so you're bringing a negative light onto an already really negative situation that needs to be handled better we need we need to set some i don't know national president where uh you know we're not going to stand for this as united states citizens we're, we're all citizens here it, do, it doesn't matter what color we are anything like that when somebody dies that that needs to under you know uh, police custody whatever let's let's have a you know, there should be something at a state level. Um, and then if it, it turns into something where it needs, this is a federal level thing, you know, right now we should have, there should be a certain team where these people are trained and, you know, there's no bias or anything like that and yeah. you know, get down to the problem. Uh, you know, I wish we could have something that could weed out the bad apples before that, you know, there's polygraphs, psyche valves, stuff like that, but, uh, you know, you, they can be beaten or gotten past. They're not, totally reliable, I guess I should say. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately there are a, a few bad apples to the 99.9% .9 good cops out there that really care about their community. Yeah. Do you know, a lot of, a lot of the police officers, uh, you know, that are posting now on, on Instagram, you know, we're making their videos, you know, being outraged by the other, the other cops that are sitting there, you know, I, I, you know, uh, my hat's off to you guys, but where, where were they when they were needed? Where were they during this whole sh shit show? Where yeah. were they when this was all happening? That this is something. Question. Yeah, well, this is something that needs to be addressed. Like now, those guys, you know, the two cops. Was, I understand the two cops being there. You know, one guy to back up because of this other guy, and then, like you're saying, cuffed, detained, or up on your feet. You have to get in the car. You know, monitor him right that way get to the bottom of the situation, collect your facts and everything, and then come back and discuss it. Either write him a ticket, take him to jail, whatever it is. Why do they pull him out of the car? Why do they pull him back out and throw him on the street, put a knee in the back of his neck? What, what was the purpose? You know, and then for those other two guys just to stand there to watch. I mean, I saw a picture of the three guys. There's one guy with the, you know, that had his knee in the back of his head or his neck. Then you have the other two cops kind of sitting there with him. And then the other guy was just standing there, literally maybe 10, 10 feet away from him, maybe even less, just standing there. That's what my question to Sean. Is, isn't he the – there's a guy that is a problem, but isn't the guy that, it, that 
that's responding as backup the solution to this? Shouldn't he have been oh, yeah. to say, whoa, dude, you know? Yeah, I mean, it, if you see something going on, you, you know, as a human being, that where there's a situation where somebody's in danger, we should be stepping up. And then in the profession of a police officer, if you see your partner or another police officer doing something, especially to harm another human being, you should step in and fix that. If you don't fix that, you're part of the problem and you need to turn in your badge. How do we get more police agencies to understand that? I think we do need to get them to understand and to see that, to be put in that situation, to be discriminated against, to be stepped on, to be pointed at and judged you know i mean i don't want to see harm to any of the any of the blue because believe you me i i love the blue i respect the blue i have friends that are blue i have oh. you know my my son's godfather is the sheriff you know what i mean yeah i got buddies who are you know in, in the lakewood police department i got buddies who are in olympia i got buddies who are in tumwater i got you know buddies who were former former police officers I don't want to see any harm come to any law enforcement. Mm -mm. And I know that this is going to be that catalyst where every police officer is going to be attacked. I don't want that to happen. I don't want to see that come to that point where there is going to be this massive revolution, this massive spark of violence to these people. Because these people, these police officers, law enforcement officials have families to go home to. They are just like us. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they, they have to go home. They're the family members. I don't think that it's a good thing for the for the violence to come to follow these guys because of four bad cops. I don't and really the, think you need to judge the cop. I think his buddy just needs to tap him on the shoulder and say, like settle down. Hey, get off his neck. And then he gets off his neck. And we don't know about any of this. The guy gets a ticket and goes home and lives. George I think Floyd. that, the, you know, that there's something that, uh, um, I'm very lucky for the agency that I work at. You know, there's a lot of a lot of shitty things that that go on, but for all the good things that go on, I think that need to be the spotlight needs to be shown. One of those things is we're always in the public eye. You know what I mean? They anywhere you drive by, you have an accident, you have a million cameras looking at you. You know, it doesn't matter what it is, a guy driving by, he's got a camera out. And then you look up and pretty soon you have all these people driving by with cameras. Yeah. And I think that the police department needs to have that mindset. Hey, there's a public eye on us. There's a public perception where we're going to be under the microscope as if we're not already as public servants to make sure that we're not being abusive. We're not being um, violent. And we're acting in accordance of the law that we're trying to uphold. You know what I mean? Because that law applies both ways. It applies to us, but it also applies to them too. You know what I mean? Only, if, only if we defend it equally though. Exactly. It's got to be equal. And I believe that there's the majority of the cops that are out there believe that. But a majority of the cops that I know have that fear. Like, Am I going to get into a fight tonight? Am I going to get into a gunfight? Am I going to be stabbed tonight? Is somebody going to throw something at me? Is somebody going to assault us? Right. Am I going to get home safe? And that's a big thing. That's a huge thing that I believe that we as the citizens need to focus on our negativity. We need to change our mindset. We need to change our behaviors 
let's for one let's stop stealing stop raping and stop killing you know what i mean these are all easy things that we can all you know abide by the fucking law you know what i mean these are or, important or, things. or fight to change it if you don't believe it's a valid law 100 percent, fight to change it rally up you know what stop, i mean stop blaming the system and find allies and change it yes change it peacefully don't attack these officers of the law and on the other side of that, you know, these law officers need to stop attacking my fellow man, fellow woman. Uh, the, a forgery is not any kind of reason to lose your goddamn life. I don't think it's a reason for you to get a knee in your neck. I don't think it's a reason for you to lose your life over. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, just, I, I, think, I think along with what you're saying is that there's an atmosphere of I'm going to stand up for my brother and yep. it gets pushed. It gets pushed. You see a guy and he pushes a suspect and you go, well, yeah, I'll rationalize that. And then all of a sudden, you know, your buddy's like on the guy's neck and you're like, I, I, I'm defending my, my brother. Yep. I, just, I think it's up to the, the people in that unit to say, that's not us. You know what I mean? I think it's in that department. I think the police, the blue line should be on TV everywhere going, that's not what we do. That's not us. We're, we're, we're sorry. That's him. And we're going to figure this out, but we're not going to hide behind this blue line and let this stuff happen. You know? I think it's a good thing that the governor from Minnesota pulled out that charge. He's like, yeah, we want to investigate. These guys have lost their jobs. These guys are coming up with uh, criminal charges. Yeah. We want to see that. We want to see them go through the system. We don't want to see them go through, you know, a loss of life. We don't want to see them to go through the exact thing, you know, the, the eye for an eye, the tooth for the tooth. We don't want to see them go through that. We want them to experience, you know, this is the law that you chose to uphold. You need to uphold this law and you're going to go through this. You're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your benefits. You're going to lose everything. You're going to jail. Yeah. You know, if this was a, a, a regular person, let's just say the rules were reversed and those cops were butchered. Or shot down in the street because of whatever, you know, that let's just say that, you know, that you know, George Floyd turned around and shot and killed those guys. Or you know what happened to that guy? He would be cops murdered. Yeah. The cops yeah. would murder him. One hundred percent. And then it would be this whole, oh, you know, the blue line, these police officers, and say the police officer's name, whatever they were, mm -hmm. um, they died, they lost their lives. You know, it's not like that now. You know, now we got everybody saying George Floyd. He lost his life and we can't have that public perception where oh, all cops are like that. And you're right. Minnesota police force needs to come out and say, Hey, that's not us. That is not us. And if it is them, they need to say, we need to change our policies. Yeah. I mean, and it doesn't have to be a policy just per man, just change, just change basic pick humanities, a, pick a line yeah. that you're not going to go past every day say i'm not going to accept anything past this and then honor yourself yep. yep sean did it sean did it you know it's just how it works and there, and also there's so much evidence about this that's the other thing you can't just come out you're going to get a longer investigation you have to understand that if there's less evidence then there's more investigation but clear evidence makes for a speedier sort of realization right 100%, 100%. I just think that we all need to remember that, you know, the, the basic fundamentals of, of life is we're all human. You know, I don't know anybody who's perfect. 
We're all know? American. We're all yeah. American. God damn it. Doesn't that mean anything to anybody anymore? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It sure uh, used to. At least it felt like it did. It sure did. 9-11, guess what? You know, I mean, I was, I was <laughs> don't judge. But when that happened, I was like, wow, somebody finally had the balls and attacked us at, uh, on American soil. And now there were everybody's like, what? And I was like, yeah, they had the balls to attack us on American soil. Who the fuck are these people? You know, I mean, they mm-hmm. came to our country and did that. Yeah. Right, regardless of some of it was conspiracy, but that's a whole other episode. We'll never talk about that right now. <laughs> and, you know, it was, wow. Yeah. And I got, uh, you know what, Mr. Gonzalez, you need to go home. Okay. Oh, because I'm anti-American? The fuck I am. You know what I mean? Cool. They... That's fine. You wait to see what's going to happen next. And what happened next? Everybody joined together. Everybody wanted to go Joe Signer for the Army, the Marines. It didn't matter. Everybody wanted to join this united front. Hell yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? American. Yeah. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm American with Mexican parts. Yeah, man. These injustices, man, are just like, you know, they're, you, they will never, ever end, no matter where we're at in the country, you know? Yeah. I mean, the thing we were talking about was um, the. It's it's it, it chokes me up to you know these 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 brutal senseless killings, murders, foul play, you know, a hundred hundred percent just. It's just it's so frustrating, you know what I mean? You have you know George Floyd, who's obviously can you can get some time because he's you know in the rural cities. You can see him on, on videos. You can see, you know, this whole, all this thing go down. Mm-hmm. But what about those, those, those people, some of our people near and dear that are close by, that are here, there, that don't have that exposure. Like you got, you got this guy in the, in the, who, where he, where do they find his body? Red Rock, New Mexico, right? Yeah. And it's yeah, not every- anywhere, no city, no cameras, no cities, no public eye, no, no media attention. For what? Why? A sense? Was it? Was it a senseless killing? Was it? Um, we're going to have, uh, have the re- reporter later in the show come and talk to us about that. No, I think that. Yeah. Things, things like this, you know, we we can't just, you know, our, a man from from you know, the Navajo Nation, bro. Right. I mean, you can't. I'm glad you brought that up because I want to say on the outset, you were nervous about this and I was nervous about this, but I just want to say openly, it's because I really don't know the terminologies and the dialects to respect, to respect, you know what I mean? A hundred percent, man. I mean, you, it's like, you know, it's that fine line of people go like, it's like, well, do we, you know, do we call them, do we, do we call them the brown guys or do we call them Latinos or do we call them the blacks or the african-americans we call them yes you know what uh honestly why don't i just say hey you know this guy's a native american he's he's from the navajo nation and guess what he is he's he's been murdered yeah you know what i mean yeah more importantly he's no matter what you put ahead of it he's an american he's an american he's a man first american or part of part of an immigration process he was an American and mm-hmm. yep. that's what sucks. But in the process, I hope, I hope to learn more about the terminologies and how to, sh- how to better respect, because if we learn on air, then other people are going to learn on air. And that's exciting to me. I'll take an education, man. I'm not above being educated on, on, you know, terminologies and, 
and nomenclatures and what to say and what not to say. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about it, man. You know what I mean? You know, it's, it's one thing to, God dang, man. It's just, it's one thing to be uh, uneducated, but it's another thing to like open your eyes, but then there's a whole other level to open someone else's eyes. Yeah. My mom, you know I mean? my mom used to say, ignorance is not knowing stupidity is being given the answer and still rejecting it. And Ooh. so that's what, that's what I always hope to do is like, uh, just tell people this is, this is it. And if they don't agree with it, then I at least know they're stupid. You know? <laughs> yeah, 100% man. I, I don't want to, I want to steer the, I, I want to steer the conversation in a certain direction so we can get somebody on if that's okay. Dude, get them on, bring them on. Part of this. Yeah. Let's just, let's bring her in so she can hear the setup to it maybe. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So part of what we're talking about with George Floyd and, and, uh, oh my God, wait, I'm going to start that again. It's important. Hold on. I have to, oh, okay. Part of what we're talking about with George Floyd and James Naswood, the, the Native American, is, is the more overlying, um, is there a mood? Is is the country in a different mood because of the isolation, because of the pandemic? Are we are we acting differently towards one another because of that? Is it is it intensifying, kind of like boiling the water of America? And oh, it's already boiled, brother. It's already boiled from from where I'm sitting and from where I'm at in the country. You could see you have Obviously, you have everybody watching what's going on with George Floyd. You have everybody watching what's going on with China. You have everybody looking at each other, walking around with not, no masks or a mask or gloves, and then judging. You can see those judging, beady little eyes. And you can see, then you just see these just cruelties, these injustices happening. You see people just getting murdered senselessly or already been murdered and just left for dead. You know I mean, you know, people are finding bodies left and right everywhere. I mean, is it, is it, why, why are people doing that? You know? Yeah, but overall, how can we get people to a realization, maybe more of a energy, more of a spiritual realization that it's all connected? You know, how do we get, how do we get people to realize that George Floyd is our brother just as much as James Naswood? We gotta unite, man. We need that spark, and then, and it's gonna be a massive. It's gonna be an explosion. Is what it's gonna be. It's not even a spark. It's not, that spark's been already been lit. You're looking at, you know, go back to the Rodney King riots. Go back even farther than that. You know what I mean? The spark's already been lit, and it's already been suppressed once or twice. But it's gonna get worse. And so then that unification. Let's let's now that we know the problem. How about if we like talk to our guest about some solutions? What do you think? You like that? I like that. All right. Uh, Melissa, hi. Good Hi, afternoon to you both. Thank you for having me. Nope. Hi, Melissa. How are you? I'm well. How about you? We are well. Melissa's a consultant. She's a life coach. You know, uh, she's a friend. She has credentials that I'm going to put in the description note here. You know what I mean? She's a firewalk instructor. You know, yes. she's certified in access bars. She's just, she's so insightful. And, uh, Let's see. She actually is currently at Light Code Consulting. Go follow that on Facebook while you're listening to this. And that was just the setup. She's one of my favorite people. And her perspectives on this topic is just, we've talked about it off air. And she, she just has such a great perspective. So I'm going to leave it to you guys to have a little discussion about it.
so you're I, I i asked jason the other day i asked him i maybe the other yesterday i asked him it's like man you know i need to talk to somebody regarding you know mental health and he had came back with well what kind and, and so now he, he gave me the notes on you and i was just like uh, th- I couldn't believe that you're like right there, right there where I need you to be. You know, you're, you're, a, you're a spiritual leader for one. That's right up my alley, you know? Well, I'm glad to hear that. And it's spirituality and energy and mental health all really go together. And we just don't necessarily make that connection right away. And so Jason's question was spot on the money because what is it that you need? Mental health is so diverse, you really have a lot of different avenues that you can explore if you need help. 100%. So depending on the problem, there's, a, there's always a solution out there. So, that solution. Discovering the problem, I think. Yeah. Well, I think it's asking the questions. I think <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> people see sparks and think it's the, it's the problem, but kind of there's a larger flame somewhere else. So I think getting to the root of the problem sometimes is our problem. We don't have time for it anymore. I think what people are losing, you know, now you can see with this whole influx of violence and mistreatment of humans is people have lost their way back. I mean, coming up when I was, you know, growing up, there was no spirituality necessarily because we were so secluded yet it was still very prominent. And, and now where I'm at in my life, I, I don't necessarily believe in, in God. I don't necessarily believe in the devil, but I do believe in a higher spiritual power. And those spiritual powers or those spiritual connections have brought me close to different spiritual leaders. And, and it's amazing that, you know, that, that Jason has dropped you right, like right here. Hey, here you go. Jason, Jason's like, here you go. Now start talking. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is how your higher power works, though. Your higher power is there for guidance. It's there to help you along your journey, along your path. And when we're looking at what's going on right now, we're forgetting the main premise of what's happening. We're going through a collective trauma. We are together. And that's what people are not seeing. Well, because we are so unique that we respond from, from where we're at. It doesn't matter where we were in our communities. It doesn't matter where we thought we had our beliefs beforehand. We've gone through a trauma. Now we're reacting from our instincts, from our intuition, from our energy standpoints of what's influencing that. And And if we can't really get down to that first flame that Jason was talking about, we're going to think everything else is a problem before we actually realize what the problem is in ourselves. So we right. can actually start acting better and taking care of ourselves. Right. I think people need a good spirituality lesson. You know, I mean, you have all these different, different classes of people. I want to say that do their spiritual yoga they do their yoga, their hot yogas, they do their whatever meditation that they believe in that it's clearly not working, but then, well, well, that we know, that I know. I'll speak for myself. I'll speak for myself. There you go. Yes. But then you see, like, you know, a couple of different classes. Like, I'll, I'll go through the different things and go try them. And then I'll see, you know, oh, there's a group of 30 or a group of 20 people, whatever, they're doing yoga and everything. And you see, okay, out of those people, two people 
they know they are in it. They are right in the mix and they feel it to their core and you can see it radiating. And then you go into different, different types of meditation and you see the, those people, those people right there, they can meditate and you're, you know, out of the group of whatever, but it's always that one person, that one light that you can just feel, or you can just sense. And I don't know if that's just me, but I get what you're saying. You know what I'm well, saying? Actually you're well. So if you don't mind, I'm going to point out a couple of things. Sure. So that feeling that you're talking about, that feeling is a very real feeling. And we each feel, have that feeling within us. The key with that is our thoughts and what we mean to make that feeling mean to us individually. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be the same for you that it is for me. It's not going to be the same for Jason that it is for you. So when you're going to these classes and you're connecting to one or two people, that's what your energy is drawn to. The class itself is just a tool. Right. Just like you would go to the store and buy clothes because you know you need them for your body. You would go see a doctor because you need a checkup. You go to yoga, you go to meditation for your mind. This is self-care. It doesn't mean that it's going to work for everybody. That's why we have so many different modalities and different techniques and different beliefs out there because we have to meet each other where we're at. So when you listen to that feeling and you want to go try a class or you're feeling drawn to learn more about a specific belief or religion and it triggers you into a different emotion, whether that's anger, shame, joy. Those are things that we go and follow. Those are essentially following that white rabbit. <laughs> yes, 100%. Because sometimes you go, you can go all in. I've, I've discovered that like, I, I, since like my concussions, I got pretty gnarly concussions and pretty knocked me all around and just kind of like confused me. And, and certain things just kind of drew me in like, oh, like, like float tanks, sensory deprivation tanks, um, you know trying the yoga and I don't care if anybody laughs at me. I, I, I really don't. I got, I got beards, I got tattoos and I'm like all about, but I'm all about trying to find that center. Some places, something that, that I can use, you know, for centering myself. And, you know, though, like you're saying, the different type of modalities, I, I tried everything, trying everything. You know I mean? I've, I've sat with little small cubbins. I've sat with by myself, I sat with one other person and kind of just you know, did this meditation and did, trying to find this spiritual healing, this, this band-aid that it's working for me that, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm, now I'm like, I've connected with different, a few different witches, a few different shamans, a few different yoga teachers, uh, and now a spiritual, spiritual leader, a firewalk instructor, you know what I mean? <laughs> but so, you got you to see that what you're doing is you're, you're, you're incorporating elements into a recipe that's Adam. And and that's one way of looking at it for sure. Another way you can, and I'm going to make an analogy that probably you wouldn't make, but think about repairing an old car. When you start replacing hoses, what happens? You replace one hose, you go on your merry way, and then later another hose blows. Now another one blows. You keep fixing it, you keep driving, you keep moving, just like you would in life. So each time you're trying something and you're following that feeling, you're following the energy behind that healing for that specific moment. 
it doesn't mean that it's going to be a band-aid that's going to fix everything in your life. Right. Yes. This is why we keep going on and healing is a continuous journey. And when we open up to mental health and we realize that mental health isn't an enemy, it's a friend, it's a resource. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden now you have more tools at your disposal, not just yoga and spirituality. 100%. Because now you have somebody in a capacity who can sit there with you and talk about your problems. Keep the focus on you, whereas when you're talking with a friend or a loved one, you're going to be distracted in your conversation. Your emotions are going to take over. You're not going to necessarily be heard. Right. And it's when we're heard that we heal. Now, my my only reservation regarding that is like the whole focusing on yourself thing. I mean, I've always found that if I, if I ever focus on myself, I feel selfish. You Me know too. what I mean? Like, yes. oh, you know what I mean? It's like, it's I, I'd not rather. Selfish. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But at the same time, but, but my, uh, for, for me personally, I, I do feel selfish. Like I know, like, for example, like, you know, we're talking, you're making analogies, which yours is by the way, spot on. Cause I, I love to repair cars too, but you know, but this one, so like, if I can provide something like, for example, haircut, there's a haircut opportunity and there's only one spot and my son needs one. Cause he looks, his hair is just all over the place, even worse than mine. And I'm thinking, well, hell, I, I have an interview next week that I need to get to. But my son, I want to take care of my son. I'm going to get my haircut for my son. That's what I want to do. You know what I mean? So I feel selfish if I say, you know, I'm going to take that spot instead of him, you know? And so like for, for talking about mental health, coming back to mental health, um, it just feels, for me, just feels awkward. You know, how do you get past that, that barrier of, of, you know, this is not selfish. This is something that you need to do or you should do or you can do and you have that ability. Why not do it? How do you get past that barrier? Well, you're not going to like the answer. (laughs) You're just going to have to do it. And you're going to have to sit in the awkwardness. And it's going to feel a little shameful at first. It's going to feel maybe hypocritical at first. It's going to feel selfish. And selfish and the difference between being selfish and self-care is that you're not compromising somebody else. Okay. If you are choosing yourself, that's not wrong. Saying no is saying yes to yourself. It's okay. not wrong. And that's where we have to learn that we have been giving, we have been seeking permission from others for a very long time because that is the way that we've been moving through the world. Yeah. We've been reacting rather than responding. And we don't know how to make that switch. Looking in those feelings, those uncomfortable feelings, that's where change lies. Because we try so hard to avoid having any of those come up. And we think that they're all toxic, that they're negative, that we have to run away, that we have to protect ourselves. But it's really we have to dig in because there's a reason. Because that anger that stems from you at home is what you see on the streets. It's that cashier being yelled at. It's that person being hurt because somebody needed to get to a certain place because they were angry and they were late. With no way to process what they were feeling. Oh, 100%. We see it in our our actions. 
And so if we don't take the time to sit in that uncomfortable feeling and understand why it's happening, then we're not going to grow. We're not going to change. And everything is going to remain the way it is. I think, I, I believe you're right. You know, I think that if you can open up one person's eyes, you know, to even for a, an act of kindness, I think that, you know, that they see that. And then that person does the same thing. And then it kind of a snowball effect. If you find the right group of people, you know what I mean? Not here in Olympia, you know, it's, it's rare, <laughs> but I think that, you know, I believe you, I believe you, you know? Yeah. Well, and part of it is following that feeling. So if you want to go try a yoga class, go try a yoga class. If you want to go and just take a walk in nature, go take a walk. If it means doing whatever it is to make that feeling, that feeling makes you feel whole. Yeah. That feeling is love. Yeah. And <laughs> That's love for yourself. A more mm -hmm. complete Adam is only beneficial for his family and friends. <laughs> exactly. Like, you are in your friend group. It's just you're so close to that friend that you don't do much for him because you take him for granted. Yeah, I, I believe that. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. one person can make a difference, but you know, it's just building there, taking down these these walls of resistance, and you see that. You know, and, and I personally would like. You know, I I don't mind. You know, knowing I, I don't mind knowing the. The, the resources or tools to, to get to that point. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. What is that's That's going to be my question. And I'm, I'm going to give you guys time to think about it. What is the first step to this? Is it this? Is it hearing this conversation? Or can people put their foot forward in some metaphorical way to start their journey? How would you recommend they do that? Well, I'm going to take a stab at that question <laughs> because you're right. It is this, this is the first step hearing it because we don't talk about it. We need to talk about it. So people understand that there really isn't any shame. We all have those walls up and they're only dismantled brick by brick to go through and bust through it. Like the Kool-Aid man is just going to cause you more chaos in your life. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> but I think what I'm hearing as well as we need to be heard is we need someone to listen. 100%. Yes. 100%. You got to find that person who's going to listen to you. And that goes back to what I was saying about the organizations and everybody being in their separate camps is we all feel like our stuff is more important than everybody else's. And so we jump at the chance to be heard. We should be jumping at the chance to hear as well. Yes. Agreed. Very well said. Nice. You know, well, what about I, I try to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I try to, you know, listen before I, before I speak and sometimes it doesn't work out so well, you know, but I think that's the, the big key is finding somebody who's not going to make you feel selfish and want to listen, but yet have very constructive criticism and something that you can take away that's good and bad that you can change or improve on, yeah. you know? it's 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 just crucial you know? i can tell you what my my first step was i tried different things and i watched the show new amsterdam and the first thing that the actor said to everybody was how can i help before he was like this is why i'm here it was always how can i help and i started doing that in life and i'll tell you 25 percent of the time i gotta i don't need your help 
You know? <laughs> <laughs> 75% of the time people thought about it and realized, okay, we can move past that, you know, and now yeah. have the conversation and yeah, cause he's not here for a motive, right? Cause he actually asked to listen first. And I try doing that. Hmm. Yeah. That, I don't know what my first step was, man. I think maybe that good bell ringing I had being rear ended twice. You know what I mean? I think that might've been my first, uh, <laughs> first step. Like, wait, what am I doing here? I'm doing something wrong. You know, I don't know. I don't know what my first step was. I can't really. You know what? That can be the first step too, though. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. when we realize that we're doing something wrong and that we aren't feeling the way that we want to feel, those are mm-hmm. the things that we're going to chase. Yeah. All right. So if you're going to chase them, you might as well know why you're chasing them. I think it's yeah. moments of mortality that, that cause the urgency. You know what I mean? Because the yeah. same thing with me. I, like I, I had a doctor tell me I had cancer with just one look. And my life went on this tangent that you wouldn't believe for like four months, you know. And you, in your accident, you know, just suddenly realizing, man, there's an end to this. And I got to get to a, I got to be a certain person by the end of this, you know. Yeah, exactly. Do I want to be a, do I want to be the same, you know, same guy who's spinning wheels in the mud, not, not progressing in life and just going through, you know, blindly through life? Or do I want to be that guy who has improved not only his, his physical health, but his mental health as well? And that's something that they don't offer at work is like after you get injured is they don't offer any kind of mental preparedness for you to go back to work. Right. You know? And it, it, it just sucks, you know. I just, I believe that it, it it's, it's such a crucial part, yeah. you know, and that's why I was asking you, I was like, man, well, how do we, you know, how do we, you know, find somebody to talk to about these kind of things? How do we prepare not only ourselves, but everybody else who might be listening to, yeah. to come back into the world? You know, Hey, guess what? We're coming out of these different phases now, you know, this and that, but now even from injury, you know, so coming out of injuries and coming out of yeah. into this, to come out into the real world where everybody's already apprehensive. How do we calm our, ourselves? How we find, how do we take that deep breath? You know, yeah. we start with self care and we yeah. need to actually start listening to ourselves and figure out what we need. Do we just need yoga, meditation, a change to our routine? Do we need to find a new job? Do we need to seek mental health help? Those are all questions that start just within yourself. Mm the catalyst for those questions are going to change from person to person, but it's up to each person individually to take the effort to make something happen. For sure. And even if the first attempt doesn't work out the way that you think it will, or maybe it doesn't help at all, you have to keep going. And it's that perseverance to keep trying to find what works for you, what helps you get through to get into the better feeling or into the better situation. What's going to get you through the next day? Yeah. We need to think short term when we're in when we're in trauma mind. We need to think short term and just mm-hmm. take it day by day. The future is just going to create more anxiety and the past is going to create depression. We oh, need to start sure. being more mindful in the moment and start being honest with ourselves of what do we actually need? start there and it's going to be different for each person 
when we go through a trauma, I mean, people have rearranged their lives. They've canceled weddings. They've canceled graduations, vacations, yep. all of these meaningful things that we used to rely on to provide us happiness, to provide us a means of release for our energy. Right. Now yep. we're changing. Now everything has shifted. And, and now we have to learn how to shift with it. And worse than that, it's that lady that had to cancel her wedding. That's very personal to her, but yet oh, she, she can't even complain about it because overall everybody is making the sacrifice. And so she's bottled up with this. I can't release it because I don't want to make it all about me in this moment, right. but God damn it, my wedding, you know? Yeah. Exactly. exactly. I mean, you have everybody's, you know, mental state that's just, you know, frayed right now everybody's just everybody's confused everybody you know they're trying to make sense of it they're trying to relate to their kids or to their other half their to yeah. to their their co-workers to their family members outside you know their immediate family members outside of you know their home it, it, and you're right one somebody else's path is not the same you know everybody asks about how my healing path is going you know and i'm like aggressive i'm very aggressive with my my healing for for myself, because I know if I slow down, I'll quit. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll, nope, I ain't going to do it no more. But I went aggressive PT. I mean, super aggressive PT. And those guys were amazing to me. But at the same time, I was doing things like weird things like sensory deprivation tanks, you know, um, doing massages, uh, spiritual massages. I mean, alignment of your chakras. Uh, I, I'm talking uh, meditation with witches and these small covens and the out in the outlying areas from where I'm at. You were um, just trying to figure out who you were. So, because until you can make a step and say, this is where I want to go, you have to realize who you are. Oh, and so awesome. you were just trying to strip everything away so that you could figure your, who, who you are, you know? And that's what I think a lot of us need to do is. Yes. How do we do that? Yeah, what I isolated, I got super high and I thought about my late wife and I had epiphanies and revelations and I saw the universe in a different direction, in a different way. And, you know, I, in one of those meditations, I, I saw that time was uh, a loop around our universe. It's what holds our universe together. And science this year has proven that. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's amazing. It's just how do you get there and how do you do that with, we don't have, we, our schedules are so busy. How do you take, because you can't meditate for an hour and say, okay, I'm better. You have to meditate until you have that realization. And initially, Hold on. Initially, no, I'm going to say that you're wrong on that. Oh. Yeah. All right. I, I am because you can actually make meditation as long or as short as you needed because the point of meditation is to clear your mind and to recognize where your thoughts are at. So it can be a one minute meditation or a 30 minute meditation or an hour meditation or a tantric meditation or an ayahuasca meditation. There's so many different types out there. Yes. The point of it though, is to get you in touch with your mind and your body. Mm -hmm. It's to clear your mind, to feel your body and to recognize what is that first thought that comes to mind? Because that's the pressing thought that you need to address. I don't think you can do that right away. I think like with everything that, else, it takes practice. I don't well, want, I, don't, I just don't wait. I just don't want people to think that they can jump into meditation and it doesn't work in a half an hour because that's all the time they had. So they should give up on it. 
That's all. Well, but that's why I'm saying that the point of meditation matters. Right. Because if you're trying to go into a deep self-revelation, then yes, a short meditation may not work. It may not be beneficial. But if you're looking at meditation from a mental health standpoint, that's how you calm anxiety. Yeah. Because you focus on your breathing. Yep. And you focus your vision on a point. You start clearing it. You start calming your heart. You recognize the breath that's exiting and entering your body. You feel your body. Yes. Your thoughts may be running. But when you feel your body and you pick one of those running thoughts, that's the point of meditation. Exactly. It's to help you assess and choose. Everything falls you, away except for that thought. Yep. And now you have a starting point of where you need to start your own journey. I love you. You Lisa. need help with that memory. You need the help with that feeling that you can't understand. You don't understand why you feel angry about something that you think makes sh- that should make you happy. Yeah. You can't be at peace. Yeah. That's where you start. That's where you start. I like the fact that, you know, did that directly correlates with, you know, floating float tanks. I mean, you're, I'm, I go 90 minutes in complete darkness and no sounds, no nothing. And if, you do it right. You can see, you can see all the colors of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you're, you're in there isolated. And the only thing you focus in on, I always start in there, get in that flow tank. And I know within the first five, 10 minutes, if I do my breathing technique, I'll be right where I need to be so I can start my trip. You know what I mean? So you're yeah. meditating. hundred percent, hundred percent. Can I ask a question? Sure. Do you, do you go in I go into meditation with a question and like Melissa was saying, everything falls away except for the answer. Do you go in there with a mindset? Oh, brother, let me tell you, my mind is so chaotic. I have my, my drum, my, you know how they say everybody marches to a, a, a different beat or a different drummer. Mm-hmm. My drummer's RPM is around 260. <laughs> so, you know, it's, he's a death metal drummer. <laughs> <laughs> so when I go in, I go in and there's already this chaos going on in here. You know what I mean? So I'll go in. I'm like, okay, I just need for one, I need to calm everybody down. All the noises, all everything, everything is just stripped down. I get in there, start breathing, start. I find, I find my heartbeat really, really fast because in silence, you can hear that heartbeat. Once I find that heartbeat, I'll slow it down and I'll slow it down significantly. And then all of a sudden it's like a light goes, everything goes off everything everything goes off and then one thing sticks out and that's the thing I always focus on whether it be you know how do I how do I get this song written or how do I how do I do this at work or how do I how am I going to get this certification or how can I get to to this how can I achieve that whatever it is that one thing always sticks out and it's always one thing that I always focus on and it's there with me whether I take my little astral projection or would I get there or would I just meditate and float take a nap, whatever it is that I need to do for my body to just like be still, you know what I mean? My mind to be still. It's like, just work on one thing. And it's amazing. You know, the other thing on the other side of that too, is the, the cryo tanks. You get in there, man, it's negative 200 and 222. I think is what I got to yesterday. Usually two negative 295, but 
you got to breathe. You got to focus on your heartbeat. If you get that real, real quick, cause it gets cold real fast and your body starts shaking, you get, but if you focus on your heartbeat, find your heartbeat real quick, bam, that's 90 seconds of meditation. You can, it, you, it's just mind changing. You know what I mean? It's amazing, but everybody's got their, their way. You know what I mean? And it's not, <clears throat> excuse me. It's not necessarily right for everybody else, but it's right for me. And, and, I, and I think that you'd never find it if you didn't look. That's the thing. hundred percent. hundred percent. One thing I like to say that I want to share is that I really don't believe that there's any good or bad, right or wrong in this world, but there is purpose. And your purpose is going to be different than my purpose. And my purpose is going to be different than your purpose, but we can be respectful. hundred yeah. percent. Because even my purpose today will, might not be my purpose tomorrow. It might evolve into something similar. You know what I mean? hundred mm-hmm. percent. That's keep- why I always try to be respectful to other people's, you know, views, regardless of if it aligns with mine, yeah, cool. All right. If it doesn't align with mine, I want to talk to that person. Yeah. You know? I always want to be challenged. And Melissa is the one person that challenges me more than anybody. I would like to have more conversations with you, Melissa, a hundred percent, because man, I, you know, I'm learning. I, I just, this brief conversation with you. I'm like, Oh, okay. So, all right. So it's not selfish. All right. Well, now that, that, that wall, the brick wall, you just busted it down, yeah. you know, it was so nice. what, well, I mean, well, let's talk about the firewalk side of that oh, thing. Nice. Perfect. You know, that, what talk, talk well, to me about that. That was her, so, that was her cryo tank, right? That was, that was it was one of them. <laughs> and I would have to say that was the major catalyst for me. Um, a little background about me is that I have had to overcome a lot of trauma in my life. And part of that journey for me has been both um, a spiritual journey as well as a mental health journey. Sure. And part of the mental health side for me really helped focus on my actions and behaviors that caused my outcome, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But during that process, because I was going at my own healing journey at a um, expedited rate, <laughs> it caused a little bit of a disconnect within me. And I was getting a lot of cognitive dissonance happening within my thoughts and my feelings. And just like we were talking about that feeling what you do when you go through these things. So like when you connect with that person and you're feeling that energy, my feelings were confused. And so when I was focusing on myself, I was feeling very selfish about my self-care and my feelings weren't aligning with my thoughts and actions. And that's where spirituality helped me get in touch with my body. This is why these different modalities are important because we all have different things going on within us. We have different medical problems. We have different genetic things going on, circumstances. So what's right for you is not going to be right for me, but maybe it is if I try. I don't know, but I can try. So on my spiritual journey, I came across firewalking. And what firewalking did for me was reconnect my body to my feelings. It connected my heart and my mind. And so it helped me become very aware of my ego. Mm -hmm. And the reason that that's important is because fire is energy. 
And when we raise our energy to be higher than the fire, that's how we can go across the fire safely. But if you can't recognize your own energy, you're not going to want to cross that fire because fear is going to bring your energy down. Oh, and that's what that what's it bring it brings out our fear. It makes us scared. It makes us anxious. It makes know, us angry. Hundred <laughs> percent. I think that's why I, I don't know if you can see that, but that's why I got my shamanic fire garden tattooed on my forearm. Is because, Excellent. Because of that exact thing, you know. And, and so fire fire burned all of that away from me. Wow. And I was ready because I have been I approached my healing journey in a fearless manner. I wanted to heal and I didn't care how stubborn I was in concepts. If somebody told me I could do this, if I believed, then I was going to believe. Wow. And so going across that first fire, before I took that first step, I felt that same bloom of doubt that I have had making decisions that I knew I needed to make anyway. And I felt it and I consciously chose to walk through that fear. I walked across the fire and nothing happened. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) Awesome. That's amazing. It really was. And that's why I wanted to share it. And the more that I have shared this with people, when I receive them after they come off of that fire for the first time, it's like they step through a portal because they finally believe in themselves. I see their true self when they come off of that fire and I can recognize it and make that moment happen for them. Then they can leave that moment and have a marker moment of knowing they can feel this way. Now, what do they need to clear in their lives to make it happen every day? Right. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm like blown right now. That's awesome. <laughs> Just wow. You're going to have to try it one day. <laughs> I I am deathly afraid of it. I And that's why I want to try it, you know? Excellent. <laughs> I want to do it, you know? I just, I, you don't have anything like that here that I know of anyway, but man, how awesome would that be to go try that? Come on, Jason, let's go fly out there and try it. Let's do it. Let's go, man. I'm down. I'm I'm already I'm I'm like sweating because I'm like, oh, oh shit, fire. God help me. <laughs> when, when Melissa, well, fi- go when, ahead. When Melissa explained this to me, I was drawn to the actual aspect of building and tending the fire, which I thought was just a real cool part of it, is that you're part of all of it. You don't just like you don't have to just walk in do it and leave like it's an event it could be an experience and i thought that's what i want that's that's what's cool you know it's not a roller coaster ride it's the theme park right exactly (laughs) so the next workshop i have i will definitely let you guys know (laughs) yeah Yeah, for sure melissa's going to be working on video content and um she always has some great posts and insightful stuff on Light Code Consulting on Facebook. Trust me on that. Go like it. Because there's, there's, there's little daily things that might just readjust your perspective enough to get you through that day. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That is so beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> now, I want to be your friend, Melissa. Do you just please be my friend? <laughs> I, I will send you a friend request. <laughs> 
I think that I could learn a lot, even, you know, even through your website uh, conversation with you, you know, I mean, I'd like to have you back on the show, you know, later on down when we come out of this or, you know, just randomly, you know, I, I don't mind. I mean, I, I like to have conversation with, with the different people, you know? Oh, that would be great. I would really enjoy that. <laughs> you are yeah. a friend of the show. For sure. For sure. <laughs> So where do you do these fire walks at? I mean, that's, that's another thing that I, was, that I really want to know too, is where? <laughs> um, really, we can do them anywhere. Um, really? I'm working on getting my own property at this point. Um, so at this moment, I hold them at different people's homes. Oh, wow. um, I haven't held a public event yet. Um, but I do work with another uh, local fire tender who hosts at her own home um, fire walks. So we do, I do have access to have a regular fire walk um, available. I just have not booked anything this year because of the certain, because of the search situation going on. <laughs> Pandemics. I just, yes. I want to give a shout out to Sean Jarvis, who has 10 acres of land and could possibly host a fire walk. Sean Jarvis, please get my friend Melissa over here so we can uh, just clear out some land, please, sir. <laughs> I, would love, I, I would love to see Melissa and I on that farm. I would love to see you come over here to the West Coast there, Jay. Yeah. Jesus, you know, yeah. come over to, the, come over to the, the dark side. You come, I want to introduce you to some of the most beautiful, beautiful state in all of the Union, man. I mean, we got I the West Coast. We got all four seasons all in one shot, bro. I believe it. You know? Oh, it's amazing over here. I mean, I think that, you know, for me, for meditation, for, for clarity, I'll disappear. I got a big giant red truck. I'll take that that rat ass. Well, it's not rat, but it's a I'll take that beast into the woods and I'll just take a hike. There you go. And I'll load up with a with a with a firearm and take off into the woods and start myself. I always carry with me some incense. I always carry with me, you know, some little crystals, little rocks, whatever, you know, things that I believe in that you know, that I need to charge up or I need to, you know, to, to cleanse and I'll go sit and just sit in on top of this little mountain, you know, by myself, you know, sounds and, perfect. <laughs> yeah. And so come over to the West coast. Let's do some fire walking. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> I'm so scared. I'm like, oh God, I'm calling sick that day. Oh God, help I'll me. start you off with an arrow break instead then. Well, there you go. I don't know what that is, but I'm already scared. <laughs> well, you should be. I am. <laughs> I want to face this fear, though. That's why I want to do let's it. Let's talk about that because that's actually interesting. That and access bars is pretty interesting. So let's wrap up on that kind of stuff. Sure. Oh, okay. So some of the other things that I do, um, I offer rebar bending and arrow breaking, and that is actually done with your neck. And yes. <laughs> wow um it's another it's a great way for you to clear your throat chakra because we hold a lot of fear around speaking our truths part of that shame and that blame that we hold within within ourselves is because we aren't speaking our truth we're suppressing our opinion we're suppressing our rage and we're not able to get it out in a productive way or a communicative way because of that fear that's holding us back. And so by doing these other exercises, it really helps, again, put you in touch with your body, put you in touch with your breath, and 
when you recognize that you have 100% control, you really clear the path for your healing. And I do this work with people. And one, of, um, one thing I offer is an access bar treatment with an arrow break. What access bars is, is there are 32 points that are located at the top of your head. They correspond to different areas of your life in an energetic way. And during a session, these points are lightly pressed in different combinations. So they help unlock the different pathways in your body. So part of my background, I have, uh, I've been in small business bookkeeping for the last 16 years. And what that taught me to look for was balance. And one thing that I have found in spirituality is that Eastern medicine focuses on balance. So when our body is in balance and it's fine-tuned, we can operate at 100%. We can do our best every day and bring our best every day because our energy is flowing in the best possible way for us. And it's going to be different for each person. Sure, 100%. During an access treatment, we clear these pathways. And when I combine that with an arrow break, it really locks in that fearlessness that you need to move forward on whatever is holding you back. Wow. Okay. So. Arrow break it is. Fire walk it is <laughs> after. I think she All right. the, I think Melissa buried the lead a bit there. You take an arrow and stick it into your Adam's apple and Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your Adam's apple. It's right above your collarbone in the V of your collarbone mm. and where the tip would sit. Yeah. Mine's protected by a beard, so we'll figure that out. It's it's pretty amazing to watch though. If you go watch arrow breaking, you're gonna be like, that's impossible. But, wow. You know, they said the same thing with rebar bending yeah. and, and you, it's possible. Yeah. Wow. I've done a lot of rebar bending, but that's for other reasons like concrete. <laughs> well, I mean, exactly. So I can, so we take three eighths inch rebar and we do the same thing and you can either do it with a person or you could do it against the wall and you can actually bend that with your, with your throat. Holy wow. Wow. I'll, let's give that a shot too. You know what? <laughs> let's try it. <laughs> let's let's get some time. Let's figure this out. Cause like, that sounds like we need to have a day. Cause it sounds like the Jarvis farm is about to get lit. Right. Fire walking, arrow breaking, rebar bending, and then firearms training. I'm so <laughs> yeah, That's what I'm excited about to see Melissa have that balanced energy enough to shoot an AK 47 at the Jarvis oh. range. Man. Who says that I haven't? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Atta girl. That's what I'm talking about. Cool. I, I, I'm, I'm very excited about this. I'd like to learn more. I'd like to see more. I'm going to, matter of fact, I'm going to probably YouTube a bunch of arrow breaking. Uh, I want to see this. I want to see it done and I want to try it. You know? All right. And I definitely for sure want to try some fire walking. I'm so deathly afraid. I haven't been the same. My house burned down in 2004, and I've never been the same around fire. Wow. I believe that. This could I believe change that. you in a meaningful way. I'm, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm hoping for. You know, I want to see this, this whole situation, like, you know, change me. You know, I'm afraid of that. 
I want to challenge them, challenge that fear. I want to, you know, put that fear to the side now. Well, I will help you do that. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for being here, Melissa. I think we're going to try to move on to our next uh, guest, but it, I, uh-huh. I love that you are here. I am so thankful you're here too, Melissa. <laughs> well, thank you both for having me. I really enjoyed our time and you, I hope you have a great day. <laughs> thank you. Add me as a friend. Be, be my friend. <laughs> will do. <laughs> Take care, guys. Bye. You know, you can find Adam Has a Beard on Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and more. Did you know that, Adam? I was very curious as to where. I mean, I told one of our friends, yeah, we're on Spotify. And they were like, you're on Spotify? And I was like, come on, you're you're my friend. You should know this, right? You should know this. Know this. <laughs> yes. In partnership with Public Access America. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. And, okay, so I, I asked you if we could talk about something, and you were like, fuck you. Like, like almost like I would have added that if I had seen it, but, you know, like, of course you should add it. But the problem – so <laughs> I, follow, I follow somebody on Twitter. And, <laughs> uh, let's see. And, and the National Immigrant Justice Center. Oh. Uh, I follow them on Twitter, and they had a thing that said um, there was a DACA uh, – application deadline and so i wanted to get that in there to tell people that that was a happening but the truth is it was just for a workshop and that workshop is today the day we're recording but not the day that people will hear this so i did just want to say that if you follow nijc um on twitter or if you follow public access pod we retweet them and most of their retweets and we're going to put the link to their website in the description because it's just immigrantjustice.org and we will as well here at uh, Adam Has a Beard. We will definitely retweet and repost wherever we can. I just think it's important information. And yeah, it's, it a, it's, a, it's a valid site. It's a reputable place. And I think a lot of times, the, the, I, don't, I don't know how to say it, the, the immigrant population is shunned away from information and education. And I, oh, 100%. I just want to be like, hey, here it is. And that's what Public Access America was for, was... Because, yes, you might hear one episode about string theory, and you might be somebody that gets it, or somebody else might be behavioral science. But you just got to keep learning, and that's what I'm really proud of you for, is your journey of learning, you know? 100%, man. I mean, I'm opening up to different different things. I know this, this country is massive, and the information flow is just massive. And then we always get caught up in the, the little tiny streams, the little tributaries of, of information that we don't always get. You know what I mean? We're kind of limited. Well, we, I, think, I think we get the information that comes to us instead of looking for information that's 100%, there. Like, exactly. there is so many lectures on YouTube if you just look up Yale or a, a college, but nobody really tells anybody that. And so your kids are sitting there watching Teletubbies or crap. You know what I mean? But maybe in the background, they could be learning about behavioral sciences, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's just it. Not every episode is for everybody, but there should, out of 650-something episodes, there should be something that you could learn about, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. But I just want to do the lead-in just in case she does show up. On November 8th, the body of James Naswood, a member of the Navajo Nation, was found in a car near near Red Rock, New Mexico. And now the FBI is looking for anyone with information about what happened. We're going to put a link in the description in here. 
just in case you're interested in reading the whole story, the, the, the FBI su suspects foul, foul play, and I'm kind of curious as to why. So we tried to invite um, Aliyah Chavez, who's a reporter with Indian Country Today. We sent her the email, but I, I don't know how long email invites take on this, so that's why I just wanted to get that in, because if she pops in, we can just go right into the conversation. Sure, for sure. Yeah. It's just, we talked about that at the top of the show, and it's just one of those injustices that, I mean, I just saw that on Twitter amongst all the other stuff going on, and it was just his picture, and I just stopped on it, and I was like, because I think in this pandemic, we're also isolated into our own little problems and our own little worlds, and we forget that, like, a half a country away, there's an American that's dead in a car in New Mexico. Right? And it's just being ignored? I, even you if know? it's even if it's not even if i mean even if it's being reported on it's yeah it's just falling away to the wayside because of the glitter the glitter bomb that is this president you know yeah come on <laughs> so, you know I, I don't know i mean there could be thousands of podcasts reporting on this stuff all the time and i don't know if I don't know if it makes a difference, but it's important to keep trying, right? It is important. It's important to keep those things out there and keep those things, you know, relevant. So, I mean, we, we, we talk about these injustices. I mean, they apply to all of us, right. you know, it, it doesn't matter, you know, the, the, the color, it matters, you know, obviously the financial profiteer or profit. I don't even know the word I'm looking for, honestly, right. it's, you know, you have the poor and you have the rich and you have all of us that are being affected by these injustices, you know? Right. And that's the big, yeah. the big thing. It's almost like I always relate it to Hulu because there's Hulu where you can watch like 10 shows that you've already seen, or you can get Hulu plus, or right. I think there's like a Hulu gold plus that we're not even allowed to know about that. Like the upper elites get. And so right. that's, I think, the way the world is. And we're stuck down here on Hulu Plus, and they're laughing at us going, ha-ha, look at us using. And we're watching TV shows about that, yeah. about these people going, ha-ha, we get more than you. You're screwed because of us. Oh, if we yeah. killed you, it would be ours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Sorry. I'm not, yeah. I'm not advocating killing anybody, but I'm just saying if they weren't around, it would be ours. So stop rubbing it in our face. Yeah, we don't care about that. We, wanted, we want that for all of us, not just you guys. Yeah, a rising tide lifts all, not just Kim Kardashian. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I invite Kim Kardashian to come and defend the, the you know, the, what her, her whatever. Come her on. Perspective. Yeah. Come on and tell us why that you rubbing it in our face that you are throwing makeup away because it just is garbage or just just living the lifestyle you did, how we shouldn't be angry at that. You know? Exactly. Gary Gary Holt has a uh, fantastic, fantastic shirt. It says, uh, kill the Kardashians. <laughs> I don't know. Kill them, but take them off the air. Maybe put something on that's more meaningful. What if yeah. we just put a homeless webcam on TV 24 hours? A day? No, we don't have that kind of uh, <laughs> subscription to, to, to Pornhub. <laughs> but I, but I mean, wouldn't, what would we see and learn about the homeless if we just had a camera on the homeless instead oh, of Kim Kardashian? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What kind of difference would make if we weren't just all staring at that stuff? Yeah, would we try to improve would we try to yeah. 
what would we try to do? Where would we would try to better our situation? Would we try to better their situation? Would we get an insight as to how we could fix a homeless problem? Maybe. Or maybe we would just turn it into a, re- a reality TV show where homeless people are fighting for a job in a house and 10 of them. Bum fights. Gets it, you know? Bum fights. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they they got to do what they got to do, too. You they got to do what they got to do, man. I mean, you know, it's like. <laughs> 20 bucks is 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You're funny, but that's a serious issue. That is a serious <laughs> <laughs> Sure is. <laughs> All right. So we've, we've discussed the mental health of the pandemic situation, right? How's your, oh. how's that? So phase, phase two is coming when? In June? It, uh, so, um, one of my sponsors, a uh, refined man, is uh, opening up May thirtieth. Nice. So, the um the neighboring county, Lewis County, just opened theirs to phase two on Monday, and so I mean I went down there for that cryotherapy, and I'm so happy to have cryotherapy. Man, I had such a massive headache, and let me tell you, it crippled me all week. I couldn't work. I mean, could not work. And so, you know, phase two's opened and I'm like, I'm going to go down there. And it's weird to see everybody, you know, you talk to them, they're like, oh, yeah, it's, we're open, you know, we're, we're so stoked. And then while I was down there, I found out that Governor Inslee was talking to um, yesterday about opening into phase two. And it was all over the place, the Twitters, the Facebook, the CNN, the everywhere. It was like, you know, Washington State, you know. You know, Thurston County is now joined up to be part of the phase two opening Perfect. May 30th, June 1st. Fantastic. Great. Right. Yeah. All these stipulations just, you know, we, we already talked about it, but dang, you know, yeah. And, well, maybe he listened to our show because like other, like, unlike other people, we offer solutions and are complaining, you know, <laughs> sure, of course, you know, like, you know, you got to, you got a complaint, you got a question. Guess what? send it to us let's talk about that you know i agree i don't believe in complaining without facts and resolution you know what i mean 100 percent, 100 percent, 100 percent. we're gonna throw wild ideas out there once in a while not all of them make sense you know oh i, I mean? let me tell you about some wild ideas i got many wild ideas that i think to myself i'm like yeah probably shouldn't be saying that out loud <laughs> all right <laughs> I'm gonna go lock myself up for a minute. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to figure out how where I stand politically. Like, if somebody was to ask me, and I would say that I'm like a, a really progressive Republican, right? Or there's things that like I am so far beyond liberal on, like beyond Bernie Sanders liberal on. You know, like I don't think there should be a border, honestly, between Mexico and the United States. I don't know why there is. People migrate like the weather. Let them come. Let them go. This is a consumer economy. The more people that come here and buy fucking tables, the more we do better. So Exactly. Regardless of their hecho in Mexico. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not coming here to rape our people. They're just coming here to work and go home. Some of yeah. them happen to rape people while they're here, and that sucks. But a lot of other demographics do as well. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just, just stop the raping, please. God damn it. So I have a question. Because See? I've been seeing it on the news more and more, and it's this... It's this uh, incarceration situation, incarceration situation in which people should be sent home, but they're not unless they're rich and famous. How do you feel? How do you feel about convicted felons 
being sent home instead of being in jail? I, I'm kind of torn about that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I see a lot of, I see a lot of them now that are, have already been released, have already been caught doing another crime. Really? You know what I mean? It's like, okay, look, you got to pass. You get to go home because of this whole COVID situation. Why not just, you know, you did your time, act right. You know, be, try to integrate yourself back into the into society and be, and be a, you know, a functioning part. Maybe they just don't know how because they've never been taught. Or they've been institutionalized, you know what I mean? We all, we all think that everybody's as intelligent as us, but the truth is, I, I heard this story where this kid, he was saying that he grew up four, four blocks from the ocean, but never saw the ocean because the other three blocks were controlled by another gang. Oh, and, wow. And so I always think to myself, we, we, we expect them to be as smart as us, but they just, they haven't had the experiences in front of them the role models in front of them they actually know to do it you know exactly and that's what's sad to me that is sad they're going in and they're not learning any like home ec skills shouldn't so bernie sanders once said that it it costs thirty five thousand to send a kid to college in pennsylvania but it's it costs eighty thousand to to put a man in jail or prison Shouldn't our prisons be more like colleges? Oh man, you, you, could you imagine people coming, going in, learning you know one lifestyle, then coming out, learning you know basic skills, basic life skills, or, or you know a study or a you know get a degree in psychology or something useful. You know what I mean? Right. Instead of these profiteering corporations mm-hmm. that is you know the the departments of corrections you know they're making money they're not they're not helping anybody yeah no? they're running they're i don't running know anybody storage. who's come out and, what's that they're running storage units they're not running oh, God damn it. yes they are and it is so sad to see you know what if these guys had a great life before made a bad mistake and then you know boom no, no opportunity for college, and they're here for ten years. They come out. What? Now what? Now what do they do? Right. You know? they're they're still based in nineteen ninety four or where, whenever they went in. You know. Exactly. Time stood still for them. All of a sudden, they come out. Now there's what? There's social medias. There's. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, isn't that how the elderly are? The same way. At some point, they stop learning new stuff, and they just. Yeah, we feel bad for our grandmas because they don't know about you know the DVR and stuff, like, you know. But you now know, the Twitter convicted felons, you know. Yeah, and yeah, these convicted felons. I mean, it's like, you know, what opportunities do they have? And a lot of them can't can't find jobs, you know. Right. right. Well, they can go into a program when they get out, like a halfway house or a transition house, or even find a mentor that's been through what they've been through. But the truth is, they they're sitting there bored for years not doing anything waiting for that moment maybe yeah i mean they should they should have the ability to do something know. i want to say the favorite thing about the jeffrey dahmer story for me was that jeffrey dahmer was a sick disgusting guy and in prison he found god and just when he found god somebody beat him in the head with a baseball bat and i love the fact that he realized what he did wrong and then he was killed you yeah know? yeah <laughs> so don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm I, I'm saying this for 
the people that fall into that category. I also think that murderers and rapists and pedophiles should be thrown off of a boat into garbage island and let them survive there. You Speaking know? of pedophiles, dude, I watched that whole Jeffrey Epstein thing yesterday. Oh, I did not. How was oh, it? Oh, my God, dude. It's like, you know, he's he's been scamming the whole system. Every He's been scamming people for a long time. I I know I heard of Jeffrey Epstein back in the day. I was like, oh yeah, this guy's a scumbag, you know, a Wall, a Wall Street, a Wall Street market scumbag, basically, you know, somebody who real shifty with people, other people's money, uh, taking advantage of everybody. He's real silver tongued, slick willy. We like to call him out here. Just just a scumbag. What a real piece of shit. I'm just gonna come out and say it, <laughs> you know. And then he. You know, the, and it just kind of progressed as to how this guy came to be this shithead, you know, raping these little kids. I mean, these little girls, dude, what the fuck? Just what the fuck? Yeah. That's all. I, got. I mean, I was watching the first episode and I was just pissed. Then I got into the third and fourth episode and it was just like, dude, you, to watch these, you know, these little girls grow up into these traumatized traumatized i mean i'm talking severely traumatized young ladies and then to want to see him come to justice and then whatever happens there whatever happened there conspiracy whether he got killed whether he hung himself whether he was assassinated no one will ever really truly know what happened but whatever yeah whatever did happen he died and that was okay well, that's fine but none of those girls got you know closure full closure that's what I'm yeah. thinking. They're going on with their lives with the damage that was caused. 100%. Then there's 100%. no way to strip that away. There's no way to, to handle that. There's no way to take care of that. There's no way to, no way to address it. No way to tell that, you know, that their accuser face the, face the person who caused the damage and just, you know, shoot him down. Yeah. No way for them to burn him. No way to just to get unload all those feelings that he caused, all the damage he caused, all the broken Agreed. parts there's no way for them to heal properly now they're just you know they're like okay well he's gone great but is it you know is it great it's i mean not. i'm sure they'll find their their journeys it was like they were t-bone just like you were into uh something devastating and 100 i want to say that that the america has been doing that to women for a long time and and we have some of the best and strongest women because of it but i just wish they weren't strong because of that you know? i wish they wouldn't have to go through that such yeah. that trauma you know what i mean that harvey weinstein bill cosby fucking jeffrey epstein stuff is it's just it's horrible it's horrible it's horrifying to know that you know no wonder that there's dudes out there who can't find girlfriends because of you know yeah. because of this because of that because they you know girls think of this about guys and then you have things like the incel you okay. know what i mean yeah. People who think that, okay, well, they get rejected. They get rejected by one or two girls or, you know, however many. And then they decide that the best way for them to act out or the best way for them to treat is to what? Is to kill. Yeah, they killed a, a lady in a spa and attempted to kill another one. I mean, like what? These incel people, I mean, that's what spawns these traumas, you know, these. So everybody's got trauma, you know what I mean? You have the you have the girls who were who were mistreated by Epstein and Weinstein and mm. Cosby, 
we've just been just the ladies in general. Let's just say that, you know, at some point somebody is going to experience some kind of, you know, sexual misconduct. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whether it be verbal, whether it be physical, whether it be, it just doesn't matter. A mistreatment, uh, a denial of a job because of uh, uh, oh, your, your gender. Uh, and then you have these incel that were created on the other side of that because they were rejected by a female who, who they believed they had a right to. Right. And I, let me, I just pulled up the note. So an incel is an ide- ideologically motivated, violent extremist, an MVE. And uh, it's a movement commonly, commonly known as incel, I-N-C-E-L. And that's, they've killed, I mean, it's, 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 it's been around for a while, but like up to 50 people. And I don't want to, that sounds like a small number, but in Canada and America, they've killed 50 people. That's insane. It All is because of because of rejection. Now, now go on to talk about what they exactly their motivation. I know because I, I read about it, and the motivation was was asinine. It was yeah. it was unreal that that that's what you want to do. That's what you want to kill because you got what rejected. Yeah. Bro, go and manscape. Go get your hair cut. Yeah. Sh- shave your teeth. Do something. You spruce up your your goddamn self, and instead of you know you got rejected by twenty, guess what? Go out there and find another. There's you know there's plenty. There's there's always somebody for somebody else. You know somebody for somebody. You know don't you don't have to butcher people just because you got rejected. You ever think that maybe because your teeth were jacked, bro? Maybe it's just your attitude. I mean, look, attitude. I'm old, blind, and poor, and I'm not I'm not saying this to brag, but I got laid like eight times in the last two weeks. You know, (laughs) a way to overcompensate for your flaws. If that's a different thing, you know, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't just get a woman to, would you want it? Wait. Okay. So it's much, it's like this, let us protect ourselves sort of thing. Like, would you, if you could, even if you got a woman that would walk over, bend over and let you just stick it in, is that what you really want? No, you no. want somebody that you can trust, that you can love, that you can protect, that, that thinks about you and you think about them, but you can't do that if you order her on fucking Grubhub. You know what I mean? Jesus, no, dude. There's a whole other level to love and that whole intimate side of things, man. I mean, we're not barbarians anymore. Well, some of us aren't. You know, we're not savages anymore. Now it's, you know, find somebody who's going to complete you. Somebody else who's going to think about the things that you don't because you're off being... You know, trying to be a macho son of a bitch. Guess what? If you find yourself a girl who can balance you, dude, what are you fucking doing? Right. You know, what are you doing, dude? Match her energy, dude. She's going to come at you 100%, come back at her at 100%, and be goddamn good to each other. I mean, shit, you're going to have arguments. You're going to have this and that. You're going to have ups and downs. But guess what? At the end of the day, man, that's your partner. That's your partner in crime. Yeah, you can't order her. You can't No. And like... We've all been through that where a man can only reach halfway. They can only say, hey, I like you. Yep. And if that doesn't work if you never do that to anybody. If you yep. sit in your little hidey hole and say, nobody likes me, that's bullshit. There's somebody for everybody. You just have to stick your hand out to enough rejections to finally find an approval. Exactly. I mean, you got to look past all that. You got to look past your insecurities, your self-doubts. You got to... You got to clean up, man. Shave your shave yourself, man. She, grow a beard. God damn it. 
grow a beard. <laughs> you know, do something. Farmersonly.com. <laughs> Try Tinder and just say, I'm an asshole, but I don't want to be to you. <laughs> do that. Yeah, do that. I mean, don't go killing people, man. Don't stop mistreating each other, man. This fucking world's already crazy enough that we have to we have to, you know, endure now, watch our backs or watch our ladies' backs because you got rejected. Dude, come now. That's you know? Just- I don't know who's mentoring these people. You know, I, I honestly think like what you were saying, it's about the yoga studio. I think these clicks are one guy that's really complaining and other people that kind of half believe it and go along with it. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And I got what you were saying about yoga. There's that one person that, that studies it. And there's the other people that go there just to get out of the house. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we went in there and we did a yoga class and I'm not going to tell you where, because I don't want to in any way, shape, or form promote these people. But I tell you what, if their studio somehow closed down, fantastic. But yeah. this person, I mean, we were in there trying to do it. I mean, I didn't know how, I don't know how to do yogas. I don't really, I honestly don't. I can tell you what I can do. I can plank. Yeah. And I can lay there. If I'm laying face down, guess what? I'm falling asleep, brother. No I'm sure. falling asleep. But, you know, there's like stretching and cool shit that, you know, that helps with my spine and my neck and everything that's been all mangled. But so anyways, this leather face, leather old wooden glove is just bitching at me because I'm asking questions like, hey, I can't do that. How do you do that? And I'm whispering. I'm polite. Right. And she's like, shh, you need to be quiet. I'm like, ma'am, I don't know what I'm doing. Figure it out. (laughs) I'm like, Wow wow okay okay i'll figure it out and no i didn't figure it out at all you know i don't think i've seen any other places that are real nice i really want to learn yoga my mind is telling me that yoga is the answer to a lot of my problems dude yoga is good for you man i mean you could you just just stretching on a natural basis i mean think about it you always see a cat stretching or a dog stretching dude we're not that far from animals bro I mean, we need to stretch. We got some old bones like creak and crack and pop and do all sorts of weird shit. You know what I mean? If we yoga, we stretch it out, dude. Oh, man, you'll feel good. You'll feel fantastic. And then you mix it on top of cryotherapy and massage and chiropractor and proctologist, whatever it is that you need to do, you know, it'll happen. It's a good thing. Oh, man. I got, I got word today. You know, two things I want to talk about too. Um, my, a good buddy of mine, John, John Walls, we call him John Balls. Um, John Walls is, got tested for the COVID and um, has it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, that's what he's saying it is, you know, loss of energy, loss of appetite, can't taste anything, can't, you know, feel real feverish, no energy whatsoever, dizzy, vomiting, um, Poor guy, man. No poor guy. Yeah, no fun. Him and his lady got just, uh, he just turned 50, I'm going to say 50, 500. He just, he just turned a thousand years old. <laughs> Happy birthday, motherfucker. <laughs> but then, dude, the other thing, you know, we we're talking about, you know, people following. Um, did you see Waco? I was. 93 i was 18 when all that shit went down ruby ridge and then waco i remember that that stuff vividly 
You can find episodes on all of that and more on Public Access America. Fantastic. Hey, interestingly enough, there aren't they partners of mine? Just question. Because I want I want people to know if yeah, I'm produced and distributed. But we actually did episodes on Ruby Ridge, Waco, and the Oklahoma City bombing in the in the uh in those yeah, it's it's a playlist that we have the Oklahoma City bombings. I can't remember who the I know Timothy McVeigh. Yeah. Yep. Bomber. Yep. Waco, but I cannot for the life of me remember the Oklahoma City bombers name. That was uh, Timothy McVeigh. Was it Timothy McVeigh? Timothy McVeigh. And then Ruby Ridge was our uh, Weavers. And then um, Waco was um, Koresh, David Koresh. Koresh, thank you. We also have a David Koresh sermon on Public Access America. From Seriously? Yeah. Oh, dude. I watched that, that, that Waco episode <clears throat> and was blown away. Right. You know, I'm about to get that book from uh, David Thibodeau, um, a Waco survivor, um, survivor at the Waco, whatever it's called. I can't, can't exactly remember, but I'm going to get that book. I want to read it because I'm like, what are we not being told? We saw how they, you know, butchered the whole Ruby Ridge thing. Yeah. You know, that was just, you know, a shit show from the get go. Right. You know? And it shows the importance of, you know, tactical as opposed to, um, you know, conversations and using a negotiator. I think that's you know super important. It's a lost art form that you don't see anymore. You don't hear that it's you know being used. I don't you know I've never seen anything you know where a negotiator was involved. You always see things like, oh well, they they just went in guns blazing. Right. SWAT team showed up. Guess what? Game over. You know. I just and don't I think people don't make time for that anymore. Sometimes yeah. things take as long as they take, and yeah, I think budget cuts and people just getting frustrated with standing in the woods for too long just finally said let's just get this over with yeah yeah i mean in the end for the ruby ridge it took that guy's friend to come out you know to talk to him it's like hey you know i'll help you to come i'll help those guys to get out and and they took him you know what i mean and right. it cost that man his wife and and a friend or a brother yeah. you know their lives and then the whole caress thing what it what would have happened if they would have just let that man you know complete his you know his book or his uh his paper or his sermon or you preaching you know his interpretation of the seven seals what would have what would that have done you know you would have just a manual that everybody would have been reading like oh wow some people would get it the hard course would get it other people are like yeah you know what just another book but what would have happened those those children those people those 76 people would have been alive today you I know think so, yeah. I just don't know the crime that he committed. I know he had weapons. I don't know if those weapons were in violation with any Waco or Texas laws. I re I mean, I listened to that episode like four years ago, so I'm really sorry. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I just don't yeah. know what he did that was so, I don't know what he, he, I don't know what he was doing. I mean, he was obviously subversive to the system, right? Obviously he wasn't going with the norms just like yeah. anybody else, but his followers were making that choice. It wasn't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, we can only speculate as to the to the guy's charges because you, we only get half the story. We don't know what, you know, we don't know the truth from the FBI or the ATF. We don't know that truth. Maybe we, we just do. hear their inflated numbers or their inflated stories. Right. You don't hear what what Koresh actually had. 
in the show, they talk about how he had weapons violations, how he was, you know, modifying weapons, making them illegal, but all he had to do was get a permit. So if that was the case, all he had to do was go to jail and then they, all they had to do was take him in and then, you know, confiscate those weapons or him apply for the, you know, the part the proper permits. And then the situation would have been, you know, just fine. That's what it was. He was having parts ma- uh, mailed in to modify his weapons. So they were trying to get him on that. That's why it become federal. I was trying to figure out how did this become federal? Because even if there's a nuclear bomb in Texas, Texas handles it, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, everything becomes a federal issue. But yeah, that's Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, he was breaking the law, dude. And they didn't. He didn't. They didn't communicate better. They didn't bring him out and say, "Hey, why are you doing this to protect myself from you?" Okay, but not to kill masses amounts of people. No, just for protection. Okay, then we'll monitor you. We don't need to go in there because you're not threatening us. Exactly. There wasn't that conversation. It was, you're not doing it our way. (laughs) (laughs) God, it's just like, you know, shoot first, ask questions. Well, they're not going to ask any questions. They're just going to shoot. They're just going to put their knee on your neck for seven minutes. For seven minutes and kill you. Guess what? Merry Christmas. Nope. No, Merry Christmas. I was just kidding. <laughs> no. You know? It's just, it took me way back to stories that I I heard. You know, it's just it's just sad. It is. That's all. It is. You know, the whole demise is just sad, man. Mistreatment. Back to mistreatments. You know, yeah. and, and I, I think that, you know, having Melissa on the, on the program was, uh, kind of insightful for me it was insightful i took a lot from it Good. i mean i'm i'm like oh shit dude the whole time i felt I was feeling selfish for even trying to self-care or trying to you know i'm like oh she is absolutely right yeah you know i can't tell you how many times her and i have been on the phone and one of us has just been like fuck this i gotta go you know because either she's trying to challenge me to a point of hearing something that i like she's challenging me on step 12 when I'm on step 10 and I'm asking her like, and she's like, no, you're going to get it because you can handle it. And I'm just like, damn it. You know? <laughs> there's, there's times when I'll like, be like, well, this is how I see you. And she, and she, like days later, she'll be like, I get where you were coming from, you know? But like in the moment we're like, Oh, I hate being challenged, but I love those people. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. I think you can learn a lot. Yeah. I have, she, she asked me what your last name was, so she's already trying to friend you. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. yeah. Right on, Melissa. I'm still on the air, so I will as soon as I get off. <laughs> Hell yeah, Melissa. Thank you. Yeah, man, that's cool. I mean, I, I think, you know, I'm, I'm definitely expanding my whole horizons on this whole self-care thing. I mean, I I know that, you know, in some cases, if you go in and you get, and you get to do the mental health side of things, you know, one, it's beneficial for you, obviously. It's, a, it's just another tool in the toolbox. It's something that's important. But for somebody like me or somebody who has firearms, it's a fine line. Yeah, because if you report mental illness, it's on your record. Yep. But if you're not reporting mental illness and you're just going in for a, an essential tune-up, yeah. you know, I think that's where, that's where I'm at right now is with – you know, with conversations with just random people, you know, who have these, you know, these certifications or these much more knowledge than I do in this field, mm-hmm. you know, going to 
cryotherapy or going to the flow tanks or whatever it is, you know, yeah, that's just a mental tune-up. You know what I mean? And that's something that's just to center you, you know, and I think that's kind of important. I think we all lose sense of that, you know, whether it be you're going to go fishing, you know what I mean? That's a, that right there in itself is a break from reality where you don't have to worry about anything. You're out there. It's just you and your buddies and you're drinking beer, whiskey, whatever. I don't know. I don't even know how to fish. I don't even know what you honestly do. I mean, you know, you go, but you're on a boat. Yeah, that's it. You're on a boat, you're by yourself, and you're with one with nature, and you're floating around catching these fish, and you know, mm-hmm. you know, but that right there is like, I mean, imagine the view. I mean, you're on the water. Oh my God, any water would be awesome, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're relaxing, you're hanging out, you're doing your thing, you're just, you know, you're breathing, you, you you're centering yourself, and you just kind of, you got to be quiet, and you got to, you know, mm-hmm. listen to nothing but the. The, the rod and the fish jumping around and, you know, the alligators underneath the water, whatever. It doesn't matter where, where there's shit under the water there, you know, yeah. when you're relaxing. I think that, I think we all need to release or we pop, right? hundred percent. If you can't, I told my, I told my brother-in-law, you just got it. You got to find a mountain to go up and yell on, you know, yes. <laughs> you need to be unselfishly and just, complain and complain and yell and get it out i hate my job i hate my life just get it out and keep saying it until it doesn't make sense yep yep 100 percent. because those are uh, the secret to me my i think that a thought is a virus and we can put any thought in our head and it might grow and our immune system might catch it and negative thoughts are a virus and they just grow into something that isn't real. You know, an, emo- an emotion is a roller coaster. If you're angry, ride the roller coaster. Don't take it out on somebody else. It's your emotion. Sit back and enjoy the fact that you get to feel that emotion. Somebody made you that passionate that you're angry. That means they care. They matter. You know, <laughs> yep, yep. 100%. Go for the ride. Adam has a beard is sponsored by trailboards.com on Instagram, trailboard skate shop, bohosoul.com on Instagram, the boho soul, the refined man at the refined man.club on Instagram, the refined man barber shop. You know what I mean? You, and this, that, you know, being an American means so much to some of us who believe in this, you know what I mean? You know, I, it sure there was a lot of, lots of history don't get me wrong everybody who and i know who's listening and thinks that i'm maybe full of shit because i don't you know because america is is a great country but we are a melting pot of people that have different ideas and different views and we're all we're allowed to say these things because our founding forefathers of this great country made that possible for us mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. i believe in america I do and the too. next and the next motherfucking homeless that takes my american flag is gonna get beat up <laughs> I just want you to know about three American flags and they've all been stolen. If we have any out. American flag sponsors out there that would like to donate a continuing stream of flags to Adam so that he could give them to the homeless for warmth, comfort, and patriotism, we would be all about that. <laughs> Bullshit. I want one for my house. <laughs> Dude, but I'm just like, I believe, I believe, I believe there's something I believe in. I believe in the, the freedom to be who I am. I believe in the freedom to, you know, to, to believe in what I believe in, whether it be 
pagan witch witches, the Wiccans, the, not necessarily the Satanists, but you know, there's you know the, the Catholics, the Christians. I don't believe anything they believe in either. But besides besides the point, you know they do. But we have that ability to believe in what we want to believe in. You know what I mean? Because this country stands for something, and it's the people. It's the you people. know the good people. Absolutely. You know, I, don't, I don't think I would have met. I, I met Sean by accident. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was a complete fluke, a complete accident. Our, our buddy Sean Smith, shout out Sean Smith. I don't know if you're listening out there, wherever you are at. You better be. You better be, you son <laughs> of a bitch. But you know he he introduced me. It's like, hey man, get a hold of this guy because he he wants to. You know he you guys will get along great with uh, guns and parts and this and that. And we became friends. Now look at us. You know we're having conversations. Yeah. You know if I'm not texting him, he's texting me. And now I got his personal number. I'm sending pictures of my balls. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe. <laughs> You never know. Yeah. I think but, we're all just more worried about the first part of it. Like, I'm a Caucasian American, so I should be more concerned with the word Caucasian than American. Yeah, is that offensive? We're what? all we're all in a demographic of American first. American. That's what you know. What that's what I want to start calling people. So it's you're, you're it's American, like, bro. It's like it's like you're my brother, right? And I'll kick the shit out of you, and we'll get along the next day. But if somebody else fucks with you. We're gonna kick their ass. That's America. <laughs> mm, that is America, dude. And I think we forget those fundamentals. Some of us, you know, don't believe, or or, or don't want to believe, or whatever the case may be. It's like, dude, we're we're here. Yeah. You don't like it? Get the fuck out. George you know? Floyd. George exactly. Floyd is my brother. You know, yeah. uh, James Naswood. He's my brother. Yeah, dude. We're all we're all here. Why can't we just make the best of what we got? You know, sure we have a couple of bad apples. Let's call those bad apples out. Let's pull them out. Let's weed them out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you absolutely. Weed them out. Yeah, we need to have responsibility. We want a fully functioning community where we're able to come in. We're able to talk to each other. We're able to provide to each other um, something, anything, knowledge, conversation. Hey, a friendly hello. You know what I mean? I believe, I believe people just don't know that they need to. Like, they haven't been told yet what it is to be a basic person because they were raised by a kid that was raised by a kid that was raised by a kid that was never taught. So exactly. I, like, I like this because it gives us a chance to say, this is the problem you're seeing. Here's the solution that I'm seeing. And if you agree with it, expand on it, you know. And if you don't agree with it, let's talk about it. Let's, let's, let's not end in bloodshed, Right. you know. Yeah. Let's live to fight another day. How about that? You know? I don't know, man. Maybe I've gone on too much of a rant, but I tell you what, it's something I believe in firmly. And I don't give a shit if anybody agrees with me or not. I believe in this country. I believe in the good people and the great people. I know some amazing, amazing people. Dude, I mean, there are so many great people. I just met another one today. Melissa, shout out, Melissa. You know what I mean? What a fantastic human being. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's another person that you guys will never, never meet in person, possibly. Maybe she'll come on to the show. Who knows? But Miss Ella, dude, she is a fantastic person because she is somebody who, who I learn from every day, dude. I said this already. I, will, I learn from her. Like every day, something small. Miss Lolo. Miss Lolo Trejo. Dude, she is such a beautiful person. Do you guys know her? No. But you will. You know why? She's a fantastic human being. She's got something to share with everybody. Guess what? Guess who else is a fantastic person? Sean Jarvis. He is cool. He's a goddamn great person, dude. He loves his family. (laughs) Tell me. Tell me I'm wrong. You love your family, Sean? I love my family. 
best part of being unemployed is I get to spend that time with them, you know. But when we get that firewalk happening at your property and then the gun range set up, what do you need? Do you need me to get a, a mini? A, <laughs> let's do a couple of helicopters, you know. So. <laughs> He's got the drone. We can record it all. Yeah, I got the drone. Uh, I got my boy, uh, KP, from X Products. They make the uh, flamethrower. Uh, yeah. They also do do a, like a can can, and it hooks. It's the upper from an AR, but it's got a, a big muzzle that fits a Coke can in it, and you just you shoot it with blanks, and it goes pretty far. We'll have a little contest with that. Oh, dude. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. Different things, man. We're all different people, and we all get together, and we all talk, and it's just – I just – yeah. I just yeah. think that, I, I don't know, like it's just been ingrained into maybe every human being to, there, there's the jealousy perk where you get pissed off at somebody that's doing great in life and you're jealous of them. So you talk shit about them or whatever. Yeah. You try to bring them down. You know, that's, that's bullshit. Yeah. We need to be uplifting to anybody and everybody because they're human beings. They, you know, regardless of, color, gender, you know, whatever, who who cares? Yeah. If they're doing something good in life, let's uplift them. Let's be proud of them. Yeah. I see it too often, especially in a small community where everybody knows everybody and, you know, they just get, they just get jealous and it's, they, you know, loose lips, sink ships or whatever you want to say. Yep. And, and they lie about stuff and add stuff or, whatever and it's just it's sickening that we've become come to that so naturally to be that jealous and uh, you know it's you gotta, you gotta right? live life live live in love and laugh or whatever whatever that little cheesy thing is i don't know it's <laughs> on my wall right there I can't what does it say live love laugh there you go and you know what easy, funny thing easy, but... i'll show you my nipple but it's tattooed right here in binary <laughs> it's no, tattooed right here up and down binary live laugh and love man oh you know, you don't get it. Promote, promote your fellow human. It's God damn it, dude. We're here for a short time. Why not make it a good time? Yeah. You know? Well, we'll do that on our next episode of Adam has a beer. Hell yes. Hell yes. Well, let's wrap this up, gentlemen. Dude, Sean, I'm so happy to hear you, brother. Yes. You know uh, what I mean? I'm so happy to be actually here now. <laughs> Thank you for the assistance on the, getting the mic working. Dude, we, we, we need you. We need you, man. We got something coming up that's pretty important. I, I'm excited to just be a part of this, man. That's I, our next I, recording. All I can say is it's this is this whole experience has just been life changing for me, and I, I hope that we as a whole team here can, you know, if even if people are just laughing, whatever, that's that's fantastic. But I, I'd like to steer people in the right direction, educate them, stuff like that, you know. Hey, if we can all open our eyes, or maybe one of us open our eyes, even well, I've, we've done our work, you yeah. know. That's the point going forward when whatever oh, yeah. happens, happens. I mean, we were going to have a lady from Arizona tell us about a, a Navajo murder. And instead we had a life coach you know, come in <laughs> and talk for longer than I thought she was. That's fantastic <laughs> that she did too. I mean, for her to, you know, that you got to think about what she does. You know, it's, it's an honor for her, for us, for me personally, to, to listen, to sit and listen to her, regardless of how it may have sounded to somebody else. But if it hits one person, that's all that matters, dude. And that one person it hit was me, and it hit hard. You know what I mean? It hit me hard. I'm like, dude, I really fucking love this person. I want this person to be my friend. I want to learn from this person. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I, I keep saying lately, every podcaster shares information. It's just a file you put on the internet. 
but every podcaster also decides which information they put out there. And I think sharing, sharing stuff like this is more important than talking about how you got stoned and took a shit the other night. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm so happy that I could hear Sean too. God damn, dude. I love it, bro. Sean is in the house. All right, boys. Cool. Let's, I'd say we just um, wrap it up and then we'll talk with, um, I really want to get, I really want to talk about that. The, that guy's, you know, yeah. James Naswood. I do too. But we, we got it out there and people can go look. Can, yeah. And we can always, if she pops in, just, Hey everybody, thank you for listening to Adam has a beard. I'm going to press pause. <laughs> I tried pushing the button as I ran to, Hey, we're recording. I tried hitting the button as we went, I ran to the bathroom. Oh, Man, so yeah, we'll just we'll just wrap her up, man. I uh, I had a good time talking with Melissa for sure. I mean, she's a fantastic person. I think I can learn a lot from her facing fears and doing, you know, that so whole self help thing. Um, it's really it's really nice to know that people actually care. You know, in this dark time, we have a lot of a lot of negativity, man. I mean, we just got to watch out for each other, man. This this thing is gonna pop off, and if it does pop off, it's gonna be big. And I think that everybody who can't protect uh, those other people who can't protect themselves, I think we should all do that. You know, there's sheepdogs and there's sheep. We are the sheepdogs. We have to protect those, you know. We're men. Our job is to protect. Yeah, men, women who can fire AK-47s. (laughs) Strong woman only helps a strong man protect, you know. 100%. It doesn't mean that a man is going to stop protecting. It just means he has a woman that understands that. 100% 100% find that person that's going to match you you know what I mean yeah. and then then I also want to leave you guys with obviously I've been listening to I'm going to try this you know every show um, obviously I've been listening to that new Meridian Parkway that that Tony sent to me much love my man much love um, but I've also been listening to a band called Loathe L-O-T-H-E um, and the album I've been listening to is called The Cold Sun it is oh my god it's amazing it's just amazing holy shit amazing what do you, you know? like about it it is just it's heavy it's furious and it's got times of chaos and times of beauty and it all mixed it's melodic it's heavy it's heavy you know this right. this will do until that new sleep terror album drops come on luke drop that thing man you know I got to say that we, we, uh, spoiler, spoiler alert, we reviewed a loathe song on the unsigned countdown. Fuck yes. Fucking love loathe, dude. God damn, they're good. They're just fantastic. You know, much love, Tony, you know, from uh, Meridian Parkway. You know that you, you guys are my boys. You know, I love you. Much love. Um, and much love to Miss Ella, Miss Ella Lancer. Uh, love you, lady. Love you so much. You're just, you know, an inspiration. I truly do learn lots from you every day. And, you know, it'll, this world will be okay. As long as we have people like you in it, we will be okay. You know? Love you, Alex. You my man. I love you, buddy. Love you, too. You're my man. You're my boy. You know, yeah. without this, it couldn't be possible. And my partners at Public Access America, love you guys. Oh, we love Adam has a beard. I want to give a shout out to Lady T Speaks. She's a podcast that followed us on Instagram and she's about education, information, and inspiration, just like, just like we are. And she just interviews people 
yeah, find her and, and listen if, if you enjoy that stuff. Yeah. Right on. Oh, and I wanted to leave it on, on this. And it's just, what do you want to be called? I, I don't know how, another way to do it. If you're white and you think that being called white is offensive, I'd really like to know what white people would like to be called, the same as Native Americans, Latino Americans. I, I, I want to know what the consensus is. Is it Latinx? Is it Latina? Latino? Is it Mexican? Is it Spanish? Because it confuses me. And <laughs> I, I want somebody to tell me before I ask and look stupid. So if you can help me with that, you let me know. Just put it on the... Uh, SoundCloud timeline at Adam has a beard. You can also send a message DM Adam has a beard podcast on Instagram. And you could also hit up Elements Divide and let him know that's Adam's personal thing. I don't know if I should tell everybody that, but boom, it's out there now. <laughs> hit us up with questions. I do want to know. I do want to know what the consensus is because I'm not going to go around. I'm trying. I'm trying to learn. I'm just trying to learn. Help me do that. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Adam Has a Beard is sponsored by BohoSoul.com. And, wait a minute, wait. Is it BohoSoul.com or is it Trail Boho something? It's a... Uh trio board skate shop and euphoria botanicals oh, in con it's in conjunction yep in conjunction with bohosoul.com wait trail boards in conjunction with the boho soul skateboards where's the skateboards here let me see sorry so it's a separate they're separate uh -huh. entities but they're in the same shop yeah, I'm just wondering if they're on the same site. Mm, gotcha. I just, what I like is sometimes, sure. see, sometimes there's this edit where where I can't catch that word. You know what I mean? I just, sure. can't, we're both talking at the same time or something, but it was so important that I have to leave it in. Or the, the edit where I edited it, where Adam was like, yeah, but then went on something repeating himself or I do, you know, then I pull that shit out. So, cause it's not repetitive bullshit. And then, then right. what do I do? Because now we're on a different topic when I come back, you know? Right. Cause sometimes we, we have these great discussions, but then we trail off and it's like, oh, okay. You don't have anything much to say. Well, let me see now. I don't really have, you know, and I clipped, yeah. that, I clipped that down. <laughs> yeah. I noticed that. I was like, oh, that's fucking good. There's not really much of a, a lull in the conversation. Right. Oh, milk. <laughs> Welcome back to Adam Has a Beard. Here's Adam and Sean. Hey, little buddy. <laughs> Dude, so we had, you know, obviously we had uh, little microphone issues. I'd like to apologize to everybody who was listening and said something. And uh, guess what? My little buddy's uh, working. <laughs>